I'll never forget the first time I ever did Whimsy Chair. My mm-hmm. niece was next to me, and she started bawling about you're me killing, killing all the cute, all the cute all the, uh, ponies. <laughs> She's like, no, Uncle Shane, don't kill the ponies. Oh, God. <laughs> and she was wow. hitting me and stuff, and I'm like, no, I have to kill them. They're evil ponies. <laughs> this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 70, Shattered Soul Con. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Greetings, folks. It's Nevik here, and before we dive into episode 70, I wanted to first and foremost apologize for the fact that I was absent for this episode. It's my very first episode that I've ever missed of the Shattered Soulstone, and I hope it is the only one that I miss. Not to sound like a broken record, but if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, you you will have realized that, one, our release schedule has been a little on the sparse side, and I want to apologize for that, but when you're dealing with my disability and everything else you know sometimes real life just takes precedent over everything else so i apologize i'm hopeful that lantonio did a good job filling in for me in the hosting chair but uh i guess we'll find out together because i haven't listened to the episode yet also be sure to stick around after the show for our post blizzcon roundup that i hosted on mumble on day two of blizzcon so, without further ado, here is episode 70 of the Shattered Soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Lantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. What happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life. You wake up. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of proverbial Dawnforge Pulse, this is episode 70 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, November 15th at around 9.48 p.m. Central... Wait a minute. Central time. I know. We're all wondering who and why I am talking and not our normal host, Nevik. Well, unfortunately, it seems as though Nevik might not have been able to make it tonight. But I am going to step in to help him out just in case of an emergency came up or something like that. But I am joined by the two co-joys as well as myself. Like I said, Lantonio, the fourth musketeer. And I'm here with Brasia and Jen. How are you, Brasia? Oh, I'm great. Looks like you pole vaulted right by us to be number one tonight. Good job. <laughs> yes. Taking over. Antonio. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Which doctor did you night? Yeah. Heck yeah. Give me the finally. best show ever. I told you one day we'd get rid of that wizard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no wizard doc tonight. Yes. Oh, darn. I just ruined it. <laughs> but anyway, how you, how you been, Bridger? Oh, I've been great. Just, you know, coming back from BlizzCon. Uh, getting a little Diablo playtime back in, and just having a lot of fun. 
Oh, I was even actually positive that you went to BlizzCon. Um, uh, how did you enjoy your time? Oh, just it was awesome. I mean, it was so many good things. And the more I go to, you know, look at my experience over in BlizzCon, the more I realize the the whole thing that BlizzCon is has nothing to do with the panels. The panels are great information, but all of BlizzCon is who do you talk to when you're walking around on the floor? And I mean, everybody I met was just so great. And I had I took more time doing like the small things you don't see, like some of the uh, the smaller panels that are not like presented live, uh, like the voice pit, um, actor stage. That's always awesome. Mm-hmm. And then just sitting going around talking. Like I talked with Nevalistus one night for like an hour and a half. Met Rigerius, uh, uh, sorry Rigerius, uh, CM I think for WoW, and then. Uh, just you know, talking with uh, several developers down in the community section, and then I went in and played Diablo because there was nobody that wanted to play Diablo. It seemed like um, at the time I went, there was no line at all. So I went through and I said, "Oh, I want to try the PlayStation 4 because I've never played it." It, it was kind of hard for me to hear because there was music and stuff going on at the same time. But I sat down and I was going to sit play by myself. But then they said, "Hey, you want to play with this guy?" So this gentleman sits down next to me. I said, oh, "Okay, sure." And so he starts talking to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the." like the lead system engineer behind you know setting up Diablo for the both the console and, and now for the, the PC and uh, I think his name was Norbin and I, I could be totally wrong uh, because like I said I couldn't hear very well with all the loud music and it was awesome and we sat there we played a whole you know match together we saw the new boss he was showing me a little bit of how the, the controls work and I'm like it, it feels weird like if you haven't played the PlayStation before and you've only played on the PC it was just kind of strange to try to get used to it but man we were going through ripping through stuff and we saw this new rat boss it was so much fun and uh, just some of like the little things in the game that he was you know showing where you know like internally on the PC when you're going to battle monsters and you're starting to to ramp up that massacre kill streak you can't see it you just know you're doing it and you have like a couple seconds before the next one you know if you don't kill the next one well on the the um, PlayStation version you have this like little burning rope that kind of counts down as it's going through so you're starting to rack up and everyone it kind of resets it and keeps going down so they have a few more visual clues that he said that they had to build into it that they really they think it's uh it's something that's great they should bring into pc but they wanted to know what kind of what some players think and i'm like that looks like a really uh, a neat thing so if that if you have ideas they, they are so open right now to listening to things and seeing if they can actually put it into the game i mean that was the kind of the theme that I got from everybody I was talking to was just the, the fact that they are so open to the community. Uh, they, they know they're in a really good place with the game where they don't feel like they're putting out fires anymore. And I think you got that if you watched the Diablo panels. Yeah, they were so... Especially with the Legendary Workshop, that kind of seemed like that's... Exactly. Oh, you know, yeah. Exactly. Cool. I, I love that. Just the fact that they brought some people up from the audience and said, hey, okay, let's throw up some ideas. You know, it's kind of really getting into the brain child of what goes on for developing Diablo 3. I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of other people did. And then to me, the highlight, because uh, I talked with several other people, but the highlight for me was um, I was sitting there listening to the Elite Torn Chieftain, and that was so much fun. And then I was like, it just got so loud that I couldn't quite hear, and I was way in the back. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave. So I left. I'm like, I know Metallica's coming on, but I'll be able to see him behind me, and I can hear him, and it was fun. We sat there for an hour and a half with Wyatt Chang doing uh, story time with Wyatt. And I put 
you know, threw up a post, um, not a post, but he Twitter and showed the picture and everything. And it was awesome because it was like only like 12 of us sitting there. And we all crowded around him, and it's just like you had Metallica going on in the background, which was awesome. And then you had Wyatt talking all about the game, like some of the things that it, they do, how they feel, you know, what's their vision with the game right now. You probably saw a few tweets from Flux over at Diablo Inc. Gamers. And um, he was standing, he was like, he was to my right, and Nevalistus was in between us, and then you had Archon the Wizard on my left, and we, you know, we were just all there, you know, kind of asking a couple questions, but more or less just listening to the, some of the things he had to say, and it was fun. I'm telling you, it was a blast. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, last year when we went just talking with him at the uh, at the meet and greet, or what mm-hmm. was it called, at the dinner, and when we were having some drinks and stuff, that was so much fun talking with all of them one-on-one. I mean, Nevik and I talked with him for an hour straight before we finally let him go, and it's just so cool how interactive he can be that he even, like, you know, gives us the time of day. I mean, yeah, well, you were in more of a group setting there, but just being the one-on-one and personal, it's so much fun how easy they all are to talk to and good people they all seem to be, you know? Oh, absolutely. And a couple kind of... I'll be honest. I'm like I'm gonna say fanboy geek out moments were that were kind of cool. You know, in my conversation with um, Nevalistus, uh, it came up. We were just talking a little bit about the show, and I was trying to think. I'm like, what kind of things? It just seemed like, what can we do with the show that either make it a little different, a little? And she goes, you don't have to. She goes, your show is like the only show that is really community based, and they love that. She said the Diablo team really loves that because there's a lot of great podcasts out there that talk about the, the hardcore or the, the, the ins and outs of the game, but our, our concentrates on the, the gameplay and the community and mm-hmm. you know, just having, having fun, fun with, with the game. Yeah. Exactly, which is their approach. They want to have fun with the game. They know there's the, the nuts and bolts to it, but there's the fun. There's the reason why we want to play these games, and they really enjoy that. And then for me, the big kind of geek out moment was I, after everyone's breaking up, I just got, introduced myself to Wyatt, and I figured, I'm like, you know, hey, I'll just say, I'm Brady from the Shattered Soulstone. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, he said, he pulled out his phone. He goes, I have your podcast right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, when he, he did the same yeah. thing with Nevik and I last year, he's oh, like, yeah, awesome. I listen to every single episode. We're like, you do? <laughs> <laughs> We're I know, all like, you know. Do. It's, it's, it's a yeah, great even feeling. Josh himself said he listens. And I was like. That is so yeah. cool, you know. Like they said we, it at the yeah. um, the launch party too, mm-hmm. you know, because we got a chance to talk to everybody at the launch party back in was it March, you know? Yeah. And uh, some of the, the guys were just they're all walking around. I know I got to talk to Nevalistus there and a couple of the other guys, but you definitely got to do one on one talking to people as you were they were signing the collector's edition box, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I was handing out business cards saying I'm from Shattered Soulstone, and Josh knew the show, Wyatt knew the show, you know. <laughs> I mean, they they'd heard of it at least, you know. So that was exciting then. So it's mm-hmm. really really great to hear that they're still listening and that yeah. they still like it you know well, thank you speaking of yeah. that i'd like to apologize i'm sure we all will about the delay in our show it just had some real life things going on mm-hmm. uh, it's been hard to get all four of us in here at a time and it's still actually kind of tough um, but we just decided we better get you guys something out we're gonna do our best we're gonna um behind the scenes figure out a way to uh, just keep it more consistent because we haven't lost any of our feelings towards Diablo or the game or Blizzard or anything like that. We've just all had some real life stuff 
I've had some health issues. Nevix had some issues. Braja's busy at work. Jen's got things going on too. We all do and everybody understands. And But we're, we'll be here and we're going to do our best to get more on a consistent basis and keep going with everything. To keep the show going and everything like that too. Because we really do enjoy doing the show and we really enjoy putting on like even myself i've been wanting to do dead and winning so bad i just keep procrastinating I and mean, <laughs> i really want to get it started because i've been playing exclusively hardcore now in seasons and everything else oh, really? and i have yeah and i actually have a couple shows already written up and i just need to record them um like for instance i know mandy my fiance she's gonna uh, make in a character and we're gonna do i'm gonna do an episode coming up here shortly where oh, i'm gonna get her started and i'm gonna host her and pretty much literate uh or vocalize what she's doing and see how far I can get her starting out as a fresh character first time ever playing the game and see how far she can get you know on like a harder difficulty even just to kind of so I mean not that I want her to die but I want the show not to last forever so it should be right, kind of fun right. to get it going um, but something like that I think it's a really cool idea um, and you know Dead and Waiting is more about the game you know and our show is about the community so I kind of want to get back into that so we have something for the bye weeks too that everybody's waiting for so I promise I am going to get it going I have a couple shows read, written up and ready to go I just got to record them and I am going to record them and we are going to be more consistent here here that sounds for great sure. I think everybody yeah. be happy <laughs> we to promise. hear it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and one That's more just thing just a matter of yeah. you know go ahead oh, sorry about that uh, I'm sorry, just totally excited because it's been su- it was such an awesome <laughs> weekend out there at BlizzCon. And um, I did, after the second panel that they had on Saturday, I actually went up and uh, a lot of people, the guys that were up on the stage, were down there chatting. So I chatted a little bit with Travis and um, Josh Masquera, and it was fun. It was like, it was a good chat. It was not super long, but it was a good time. And... Like, one of the questions I had to ask Josh, because, I mean, I'm thinking about it, and I'm, like, watching what's going... Because everybody always asks some questions about the game or what's coming up next, and I kind of want to... I'm noticing with the dynamics... That, I mean, that's the thing that I'm really noticing is how different the feel of the community and the developers is over the last couple of years since we first started, because when it first started, it was, you know, it seemed almost inaccessible to get to them, to talk to them, which it wasn't exactly the case. It just was... It felt that way. Because they were still busy trying to put out fires. Now they're at a point where, okay, the game's working and things are going well. All right, what's next? You know, they're looking at trying to figure out what's next. And so I asked Josh, I said, okay, I'm noticing, you know, with a lot of people that you have on your team, they're obviously all very talented. But you're not only managing a game, you're managing a team of people to put this game together. What it, you know, what is it to you that makes it important to have somebody on your team? And he came up with some, some really, you know, he, he like, he had sat back for a second, had to think about it. He goes, huh, I do know. And he goes, okay. For him, he said it was three things. And I'm, I'm unfortunately kind of forgetting the third. But the first one was humility. Because you have to understand that being on the team, there are ideas that you may have that may be great, but may not work in what they're trying to build, their vision. So you have to be have enough humility to understand that every single idea will not get in and then sometimes you're just wrong it's okay and that doesn't mean things are over you have to accept that too and I think that kind of came out in their conversation on stage when they really kind of took us behind the scenes and said hey there was this that moment where they all looked at 
you know, everyone was talking about things, and then they looked at Josh and asked him, what do you think about, what are you thinking about the auction house? And he's like, we got to take it down. And it was just like, okay, that's kind of, we were waiting for somebody to say that. You know, and it was okay. It may not have been popular right away, but it was something that needed to be done. Yep, and that's what they were talking about with the gathering. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was gathering, refine, and reflect. Yep. Is what it right. was. Yeah, how they gather, were saying, refine, like, and reflect. Yeah, not everything's going to make it in, but an idea, there's nothing, no idea is bad. It's just not all of them are as good, and they're not going to all be put in. But you have to say the idea to get it out there, because maybe an idea that you think, oh, that ain't a good idea, it might end up being an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Josh, like you were just saying there, Josh came out and said, let's get rid of the auction house. That was an awesome idea. I personally wish there still was some kind of trading system. I was just having a, a conversation with Dossie, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, yesterday about how, you know, for someone like him who doesn't have the time to play, he has been thinking about because Diablo 2 is actually going to have a lottery set and this in a couple weeks here about mm-hmm. going and playing Diablo 2 again because it's really fun to do some kind of trading between your friends it is I don't know if we want to do like crafting materials or something but there there are ways I think they could implement some kind of trading between your friends that you're still going to be able to keep out all those third party programs like we had an idea of you have to have someone on your friends list for 30 or more days, and then you mm. can trade within that group or in your clan for 30 or more days. Uh, that, I'm sure it wouldn't be the easiest thing to implement, but there are ways to figure it out, and I do think that some kind of social aspect in the game of making a trade or you know, helping your friends because it is extremely hard. And Yeah, the legend, the drop rates are great, and I w- in 60 hours I was able to find everything I needed from my witch doctor to at least get somewhat rolling the ball it's just something really fun about meeting new people and trading because i know in d2 i met a lot of lifetime lifelong diablo friends playing through trades and that's how i met them and finding out that they're making legit offers and that's would be one way we know if the player was legit or wanted to be a troll you know and that's something i I really really miss uh for Mm -hmm. diablo you're and, not the only one to yeah to it's that. not that i want to be able to just go on and get the best gear without doing any work or play the auction house i don't i didn't like how the auction house was but if let's say me and uh you brazia are doing witch doctors and you're trying to build a jade harvester and i'm trying to build a zunamasas wouldn't it be awesome that if i found that finally found that last piece of zunis and you finally found that last piece of jades that we all put the time in but we just got the opposite one that somehow we could help each other out as friends not to sell not to do anything like that but just to help your friends out and have more conversation uh more social aspect that would be really cool and i I do think having a timer on like a friendship timer like 30 days because you know what I'm just going to admit it. I, I traded a lot of items in D2, right? I even, you know, tried to sell some back when it was okay. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons, I think back when it was still, you know, quote-unquote legal through Blizzard to sell items through, like, a third party, mm-hmm. you had to wait, like, five days. It was, like, a, a waiting period. And a lot of sales would be lost because no one wanted to wait. So if you have 30 days, no one, by that time, it could something could have been changed. No one's going to buy third party. I mean... Yes, maybe there'll be a couple, but it's not, don't let that couple bad people ruin it for everyone. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't think this should, anything should be worth a lot, or, you know, people shouldn't be making money off the game or anything like that, but just playing 
being able to do some kind of trade, whether it be just, you know, maybe they're still a compound legendary, stuff like that, whatever. But certain things would be so awesome to be able to help out with either gold or crafting materials or something. You know, just some kind of trading system to help you work out. Because that is a really fun part of the game. And, you know, the social aspect doesn't feel like it's really there. I play solo almost exclusively. I don't feel like playing with someone helps me at all. I mean, yeah, you get your, your strength and numbers buff and stuff, but I, I don't really feel like it's any different. You know, I found right. most of my items through Kadala, and I don't feel like I should have to go to Kadala to make find my items either, you know? But... Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I yeah, know. That's a good point. I understand how they're trying to do it, but I really think we got to implement some kind of trading system. I, I really do. Somebody asked about this at BlizzCon during one of the Q and A's. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much said roughly what you're saying, you know, to summarize. And uh, the team on the stage was not real interested in starting up trade type of things. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, and I can't remember which person on the stage said it, but the idea was that okay, yeah, it's great to help your friends and all those things that you know you've just said. The other guy pretty much kind of said the same sort of thing. The way they're seeing it is okay. So you got this, you know, friend who's waiting to get that one piece of gear or whatever, and you've got it and you give it to him. Um, the way they're seeing it is you're essentially, I think they said you're kind of robbing that person from the excitement of, of finally right. getting it. You know? right. Because now yep. they know that no matter what they get, no matter what they run into, it's not going to be that piece of gear they've been so excited about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everything else becomes less interesting. And so they don't want to do a, a, a trade type of thing because of that sort Exactly. Of thing. And that ma- and that you side know? of the argument makes sense too. But another thing I think would be really, really cool is if they had monster-specific areas where you can really try to find what you're looking for better. Like you, if, let's say, I want Zuminasa's Pox, yes, any monster can drop it, but if you want just that, you know, maybe 5% better chance... Let's say Diablo has a really good opportunity to drop that compared to other guys, then you can go or you can say you can put five legendaries in a list of that you're searching for and they get ten percent better chance to drop. You know, compared to so that way you can kind of feel like you're searching for what you're searching for. You know, I somehow like that. I don't know if that's possible or not, but that would be really cool. Like I know that I have been trying to get Zoom and Trail boots for who knows how long. I have I mean, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, because I've gotten tons of other legendaries, but I've probably put 10,000 blood shards into it, and I haven't gotten them, and I can't find them, and, but I, of course, I found the other pieces, so I didn't need to find them anymore, but it would be really cool if I said, hey, Act 2 can has a lot better chance to drop this, or Act 1, or The Butcher, or, I, I like doing that, and you know what? Doing bounties and doing rifts gets really repetitive. And I actually want a reason to fight all those guys that we don't fight anymore. You know, so that would be cool. Like, hey, this champion pack has a better opportunity to drop these certain items than that champion pack has an opportunity to that. Because I, I think we could really make the game replayability a lot better if there was more reasons to fight different people and do game clears. Like, if there was a reason to do game clears, how awesome would that be? You know? Yeah, I, I get it. I yeah. get what you're saying, um, but I think, judging from what they were saying at the the panels, my impression of this is that they are leaning away toward, uh, leaning away from people farming a certain thing. Right. You know? Yes. And for sure. So what part of what you're saying could be interpreted by them as farming? You know, hey, Diablo's got a better chance of dropping that thing, so you're gonna you're gonna beat up Diablo until he finally gives you that thing. Right. You know, um, and they don't really want to 
they don't really want to do that. And yeah. the other thing is, I think the randomness of it, from what they've been saying, it appears that you know part of it is so that you don't have to feel like you need that one thing. Like you said, you were trying to get that one piece, you didn't get it. You got the other set, so now you're using that set and probably choosing different skills and playing slightly differently. Than exactly. There's pros you know. and cons to every yeah, argument. Yeah, that's what they want. They want mm-hmm. people to be able to you know change up what they're doing um, based on the gear and based on the randomness in a way. So and I'm not trying to be a pain, but no, um, for sure, you're <laughs> you making know. you're being perfect devil's advocate. But here's another mm-hmm. question I have though is. I always, I don't know if you guys feel the same at all, but how many times do we hear the promise of epic loot, okay? Well, and they showed, I know they made a really good example, they showed what the Butcher used to look like when he dropped, tons of whites and blues and garbage, Right. and then they showed a new one, which is wasn't the Butcher, but it was another area of dropped items. And what I was thinking was, you know, the promise of epic loot is 95% time, I don't even look at yellows anymore. I wish that I actually had to look at other items and not just the legendary or not just the same few legendaries all the time and seeing if they get one little stat better or only this is good because, yeah, there's all kinds of different builds and opportunities, but it does still feel like there's only certain items that you have to go for it so you can do T6, you know, the highest difficulties. And I don't know if that's what they want to do, but... You know, I feel like everyone in the demon has to have a Marauder set. Everyone is and wants to do T6 on a, on a Witch Doctor has to be a Jade Harvester. Or, um, you know, and I have a Zuna set and I can do T6, but it's really, really hard and I have a lot of good gear. But, I don't know. I just, like I said, both, both sides of the argument are there. Right, but I'd, right. I'd like to have more opportunities to find items that I thought like everything I found had a good reason for it everything I pick up has a good reason and yeah there's a lot of you know make you pick up your, all your yellows all your blues and you do a quick um, salvage or salvage so you can get your crafting mats but it's like I don't want to craft or salvage craftables forever I have thousands of each one so it's I'm starting to not even pick up the only thing I pick up is legendaries and yeah they drop pretty often but I do feel like I get the only the certain few which kind of it's like, oh, promise for epic loot, but I get the same epic loot. <laughs> so it becomes not so epic anymore. Right. You know? Well, I think I think they're working on that, though, because yes. they did announce that they were going to do um, ancient legendaries, which are mm-hmm. like a step up from legendaries. So, And they're supposed to be even more awesome. Um, they showed a couple of examples. And, I, and I, you know what? I'm not complaining. I think yeah, I was going in a really good, good route. I, I feel like there was a time where I had to put a, a thousand hours in, and I wouldn't even be close to what I wanted and now I have 60 hours on this season's character and I have pretty much everything I want so I'm very happy with where it's at but I'm just making suggestions you know like what oh, I yeah, think would course, be cool I just don't want anyone to think like oh Antonio just wants everything given to him you know no I don't no yeah, no you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. right well, okay, I, I, do, do. I do maybe we I all do you know <laughs> maybe we all do but I think what we've got going here is sort of like um both aspects of what this could be you know Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. feel like we're necessarily saying this is the only way to play, man. You know, nope. <laughs> so um, I think that works out pretty good. Yeah, but I do agree with the the point that you brought up, Lantonio, about w- having a reason to go back to some of these other bosses because there are some I don't think I've seen since I finished playing the um, camp- campaign mode. Right. Like, just because like, I went and played no campaign the there. other day just to change it up, and then yeah. I decided I was going to go f- look for a whimsy chair parts just to change it up. You know, yep. it's not like it's going to help me anything, but I get sick. And I I know this is something that they're going to do, I'm sure, in the future, but I, I'd really like to see some different bounties. You know, I feel like it's always clear Savenger at uh, level 2 or always do this. It's like, let's get some new ones, you know? Let's mm-hmm. get some better, different things to do besides kill 40 characters and kill a boss. How about it's 
you know, find this guy, talk to him, bring this to him, bring that back to them, you know, do something like maybe lore-wise or something mm -hmm. quest-wise that's fun or earn this quest or, hey, go, you know, and then same with the Rift bosses. I know I talked to Josh a long time ago or last year at BlizzCon 2013 and I mentioned, hey, let's throw in um, some Diablo 2 monsters that would be really cool to get a Rift boss and it's Mephisto or Bale or... Um, and Dariel Duriel, one of them guys. Oh, that'd be so cool if they popped. And maybe those, if one of those pops, they're super strong, and but they drop something amazing, or you know, or something different. Or how about they drop a, a key to a portal of the vault or something, so you don't gotta have ten billion, what you call it, treasure goblins to get one. Or how about treasure goblins and rifts can open the vault? That'd be kind of cool because that's where mm -hmm. most people are playing. Because you have to play the rifts to get your uh, greater rifts and your right. and mm -hmm. your all your um, shards. So you know, or bounties. To me, bounties feel like it's just another way to get more crafting mats than anything. You know, I don't feel like it's you know it says bonus devil blood shards, but when you get six. Well, stuff costs twenty five, so you get about. You know, every hundred bounties you do, you get to do one roll at Kadala. It's kind of like, ugh. It gets so repetitive. It feels like what you're earning compared to what you're getting isn't worth it, really. Um, because I know I know a lot of people are, and it seems like everyone can play T6 already. And I don't know if that's good or bad. But I want to, if you're doing different bounties, I want different stuff. And just cool things happening because of it. But... I'm being greedy, but I don't care. That's what I want. <laughs> so, so you're kind of asking for more randomization in some areas and less in others. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which, you know, they could, they could probably work that out, I, I right. think. I don't know. I don't design games. I don't know how that works. But um, it's an interesting concept, you know. Yeah. And I know, like, I haven't been playing bounties because Tyrael won't give me any anymore, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, he just says, oh, yeah, there's bounties and none show up. I'm like, where? I want to play them, but they're not here. So I've run a couple of rifts, but I'm going to run out of rift stones and eventually, you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe it's a seasonal glitch. I don't know, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, get I haven't had bounties. I haven't had that issue, so I'm not sure. Yeah, but. I don't know what happened, you know, but maybe they'll come back. Other than that, in, in real life, Jen, how you been? Or how is it going with you? I'm doing okay. I survived BlizzCon, and I did not get con crud, which is absolutely amazing. Because um, I was really sick last time around. Oh, man. You Ooh. remember me? I could barely talk. I think I gave it to everybody. It was Lantonio uh, Maybe <laughs> you were it. You were, like, patient zero for that or something. <laughs> oh, man, it was so horrible. I was watching yeah. the screen, and mm. I actually looked up a video of me last year, and I looked like hell. I'm about 50 pounds more overweight, and I can't talk. <laughs> and it's just... You I had was a rough like, time. Yeah. I was like, oh, why did you go on that question panel? <laughs> now you're on YouTube and everyone can see you. That's Probably okay. I'm, I'm looking through the comments, looking for, hey, look at the fat kid who can't talk. You know what I mean? Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody did that. You know, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, I think what helped me was I kind of stayed out of the crowds as much as possible. You know. Um, so if I was watching a panel, I was like on the edge of the crowd, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I took a lot of breaks. I just left the convention and like took a break and just chilled out and got my allergies under control and all that stuff and then went back in later. For um, sure. And after going yeah. more than once, you kind of learn your lesson. I know if I would come back this time, I wouldn't be screaming in excitement the whole time because mm -hmm. I know to save my voice. I wouldn't right. try to do it all at once. So I'm, we're so wiped out by day two already. 
you know mm-hmm. and it was like yeah. i didn't even want to go like i came home i remember last oh we went back to the hotel and we didn't even go back to see like blink when because we were so pooped <laughs> right yeah i mean you that know? can happen and i did go to try to see um elite torn chieftains and metallica but because of the crowd issue i actually went and watched it on the other end of the whole convention center like on a screen and uh, part of the reason was to keep me away from the crowd of people like jumping up and down and you know anyone has a cold i'll get it you know that kind of thing but right. the other thing is they use smoke effects and those make my throat close up. So I'm like, okay, I'll go way down on the other end and watch it. And I can still <laughs> hear them. I can hear them clear across the whole convention center anyway and, like, feel the bass, you know? So um, it was fine. You know, it worked out just fine So <laughs> for the most part, you know? Well, that, you that's, know, that's good. You made it through without getting sick and no one seemed yeah. like they had any major problems. So yeah, that's, that was good out. to hear. It worked. So I'm... I don't know if I'll be able to do it again because I was really tired when I was done, but um, I survived this one better than last one, so it's all good. Yeah, it's good. And on my own front, I haven't been doing a lot different out of game. Um, I have been a little sick still here and there. I told you guys last time I was dealing with some anxiety issues and everything. I, I did have a little bit of a weird scare where I passed out and woke up a couple days later in the hospital. Um, but nothing oh, wow. too big a deal. I got checked out. And That's I'm fine. a big <laughs> deal. That's not nothing too big a deal. That's well, a big it deal. Was, it was. It was weird, but fortunately, it was just. I I guess I needed sleep or something because I just zonked out and I woke back up, but I'm fine and I was checked out and perfectly healthy. And you know, I got some medications and stuff, but just you know, dealing with it and trying to hang in there, but. You know, I think I'm getting, you know, a lot of my stress and stuff all under control. So, I feel a lot better. And I think I'm going to be able to start handling everything a lot better. I just got to take it easy here and there. You know, I I push myself a lot. I tend to do a lot of stuff that I need to calm down about and not think about it so hard. And just kind of, you know, live life day to day more than thinking about stuff so much, you know, and and dwelling. um, Which... You know, I have been doing a lot better, I think, so that that's good. But for the most part, you know, I just been I've been playing a lot of video games. I've been doing a lot more pers- taking a lot more personal time. Haven't been stressing everything so much. Uh, I've been having a really good time playing a ton of Diablo in this season. I finally feel like I'm catching up to everybody that I was behind, and I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. I got into the um, Heroes of the Storm beta or alpha and that was alpha, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited about that I've only played a little bit so far because I've been so much into Diablo uh, But I've been back on mumble and Hearing a lot of listeners and talking to a lot of people again, which is extremely fun Extremely awesome knowing that people are still in there chatting it up playing Diablo 3 getting everything taken care of Helping each other out. It's really awesome to hear that so I'm, I want to thank everyone for being in there and keeping it going and yeah, when it comes to that, out of game, that's what's going on with me. Just living life, being trying to be happy, and keeping it moving. I didn't, myself, I didn't go to BlizzCon. We didn't get passes this year, which I'm not upset about or anything. It didn't seem like Diablo was overly accentuated this year. No. Um, right. Which, that's fine. Give the other games a chance, you know. And we had a lot last year. I feel like Diablo was the big guy last year. But, you know, this year it's was... I think Starcraft Overwatch. or you know, over, oh yeah, Overwatch. Well, you know, it's hard or, to say though know. because they did have those e uh, esports tournaments for Starcraft yeah, and, and for Hearthstone too. You know, yeah, right and, there at the and convention. I did watch the Hearthstone tournament online. And that was awesome, like really cool. 
I liked it a lot, and I'm surprised I didn't recognize too many people because I'm not super familiar with like the the pro players and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was the Hearthstone tournament was really cool to watch. I really liked that, and mm-hmm. I did actually try watching some of the other games I don't even know about just to see competition. But I don't, you know, in StarCraft and stuff, I don't know what's going on. But it was cool to watch. Um, so yeah, that was really awesome. I did see, you know, when it comes to BlizzCon, we did see some stuff for Diablo that seems cool, some new legendaries and everything mm-hmm. for next season i know that wormwood looks amazing I'm, i don't know if you're excited or not about abrasia but i'm excited to have uh what's it called plague not locust swarm continuously plaguing enemies mm-hmm. like that looks really cool like to have locust swarm without having to use that skill is going to be amazing oh yeah it's, yeah because i i know i debate a lot between using haunt and locust and to be able to have locust and haunt without oh, yeah. taking up another skill that's going to be amazing I do the same thing. I switch between them both because I like both of them a lot. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. And they did tell us that they're going to give us a good 30 days. I heard a lot of people getting scared, like, oh, might as well not even play scenes anymore because it's going to end and you're going to lose all your stuff already. And I'm like, well, but there's they did... totally a reason to keep going, though. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> and they Part said they're going to is... give at least 30 day notice. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so we haven't even gotten the notice yet. So you got a lot of time to go. You know, right. you know, you exactly. got at least a month. So. I'm excited, and I just recently found a lot of my good gear, so mm-hmm. with that, I, can, I suppose we can jump right into what we've been playing, or what we've been up to in-game, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. uh, Jen, how about you tell us first, what, what have okay. you been up to in-game, and I'll get back to it when I do mine. Okay, um, I don't, I've, I've been playing a lot for me, but I don't know if it's a lot compared to like general you know, the community. Um, so last time I think I said my barbarian, that's my seasonal character, um, is at level 70 and he's now at Paragon 47. And I know that sounds really low, but then I went and checked my regular Paragon and that's only at 35. So that tells you I've been playing seasons a lot more than (laughs) I normally play. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of neat. I mean, I thought that was cool on its own. That to me feels like a big achievement. Um, even though it's not even a hundred or anything, it feels like one to me. And I know if you get to 50, there is actually an achievement for that, so I'm going to try, you know, (laughs) I'm going to keep going. Um, I've been hunting the achievements, and I did a couple of the ones, you know, you were just talking about how there's no reason to go back to do the bosses. Well, there's two achievements that'll give you a reason at least once, you know. Um, There's one called the I Just Blew Myself, B-L-U-E, and this is a play on words from the Arrested Development television show where one of the characters was in Blue Man Group putting on the makeup, you know, it's kind of, I think that's where it's from. And to do that one, you have to use the Mariner's Die, not the Aqua Die, the Mariner's Die. I did that wrong when I first tried. Um, It's the Mariner's Die, and it turns all of your armor blue, so get enough to do that. And then you go and you kill all the bosses. And um, it's all the way up through Act 5, and let's see if I can figure out which ones. I've got a screenshot here of all the little guys you got to find. Um, so it's everything from the Skeleton King all the way on, and it includes, like, um, Izual, uh, Urzael, uh, Magda, you know, Goms in there. The whole, yeah, you know, lower bosses and bigger bosses, they're all there, all the way through Act 5. So you do that with the armor that's got the Mariner's Die on it. And you don't have to do it straight through. You can if you want. Um, You can pick it up the next day or something. And then you get the achievement. (laughs) So that's kind of fun. And then when I finished that, I decided, well, there's another one. And it's called Pinked, P-I-N-K-D. So for this one, you go and turn your armor pink. You use the lovely die. So I had a male barbarian named Gurr running around with pink armor for a while. It was kind of entertaining. (laughs) And uh, it's just not his color, you know. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But you do that, and that gives you a reason to go kill the bosses up through uh, Act 4, pretty much. Um, you know, Skeleton King, Butcher, Queen Arani, Magna, Belial, Gom, uh, 
Clydea, Clydea, however you say this one. Cydia? Asmodon, yeah, that one. That's it, what you <laughs> said. Um, <Yeah>. Asmodon, <laughs> Diablo, and the Siegebreaker Assault Beast is included in there for some reason. Um, but you do that and you get an achievement. And so that was kind of fun. I did those. And uh, I did, um, when I first started Seasons, I went through all of the story mode because I like it. Um, on uh, normal difficulty, and then I did the blue achievement on hard and the pink achievement on expert, but it doesn't give you all the way through, you know, it doesn't make you kill all the guys all the way through Act 5, so then I went and got them all on Act 5 and expert just for, you know, continuity, I guess, you know? <laughs> um, so I did that, and I got the coolest stuff I got. Um, I'm, I've, for the longest time, I was dual wielding two Bulkathos weapons, like on a barbarian, two swords, you know, that was kind of cool. And uh, one of them is, is Bulkathos Warrior Blood, and the other one is Bulkathos Solemn Vow. And they were both uh, items that had a socket in them, which was really fun. And it's kind of funny watching the barbarian run, because they kind of like, you know, how his arms move. Well, these, these are pretty big weapons, so they're like moving, and it looks like, you know, if you put a piece of paper in front of him, he'd be cutting right through it with these weapons, <laughs> you know, like scissors, the way he was uh, holding them. But they're pretty cool, and they give you like a whole bunch. I mean, the two together are a set. So no matter what you know armor you're using, if you're a barbarian and you get these two, you can use them, and they give you some extra stuff like a set bonus, you know, that other stuff gets. So those were fun. I recently stopped using them to just try some other stuff, but I'm probably gonna go back because they were really cool. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's that. And I got into Whimsydale for the first time. Oh, cool! Which oh man, exciting. Wait, I gotta bring this up really, <laughs> really fast. Yeah, go ahead. I hate that portal. Whimsydale is cool. <laughs> But I have been searching for a vault. I still have not found it. And every time that Whimsydale pops up, I'm like, son of a bitch! <laughs> because <laughs> I want it so bad to be the vault, you know? Right. Well, I think we all want to get in there. I've never gotten into that one. But the, yeah. the Whimsydale one comes from the little pastel treasure goblin. It's a different looking goblin. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want Whimsydale, don't kill that one. <laughs> you know? I mean... You I know, don't even notice. I just kill... I see a... A goblin, I'm like, oh my god, goblin! And I, I know, like, I do that too. I'm <laughs> waiting for the vault, and I'm waiting for it, and it hasn't popped yet, but yeah, I haven't it. got that I'll either. Yeah, but this is my first time. Like, I've never been to Whimsyshire, so Whimsydale was really fun running around oh, in for there. Sure. It was just yeah. hysterically funny. It was really, it was such a good time, and it, you know, happened during season, which was kind of fun, you know, on its own. Um, <laughs> could it have happened if I was not playing season? Probably, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was fun to have it happen. And uh, I'll never uh, so... forget the first time I ever did Whimsyshire. My mm -hmm. niece was next to me, and she started bawling about you're me killing, killing all the cute, all the, cute all the uh, ponies. <laughs> oh. She's like, no, Uncle Shane, don't kill the ponies. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and she was hitting me and stuff, wow. and I'm like, no, oh. I have to kill them. They're evil ponies. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to mess her Man, up. Man, you are <laughs> evil. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it was fun to do. Um, <laughs> so I got in there, and uh, like I said, I, I've started you know, working on some riffs. I did some riffs before. I came back and did some. I'm not doing... I think I'm playing on Master Difficulty now. Um, and I'll get to I'll get to torment when I get to torment, you know? <laughs> but um, well, what material you needs to be... Is, what's your... Uh, do you know what your toughness is at, or...? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's hard for me to track numbers and make sense of them in yeah, general. Yeah, I don't know so. if it's just me or not, or you too, Bridget, but I do feel like this has been a lot easier to play season this season. The difficulties aren't as bad. Um, if you got, let's say, if you got about 
a million or two million toughness, you're gonna be fine in Torment One. So oh, I totally think you can handle it. I'm looking at your character right now. Is Zeta your barbarian for that's, seasons? That's not my seasonal one. The seasonal okay. one is Gur. Gur. Okay. Gur. Yeah, I'm just looking by him right now too, and I'm I'm betting you can do it. Just already. Possibly. You can Maybe I'll torment. jump in next time around. I think I had Zeta in Torment, but I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, um, it's not hardcore, right? So. No, it's not hardcore, so I can die. Uh, it's okay. Oh yeah, yeah it's too hardcore. I, just looking time. at your guy, Push you can definitely bit. do. You can do it. For yeah. sure. All right, I'll, I'll have to jump in there and do it because I can't do. You know, Tyrael stopped giving me bounties, man. I can't do that whole section. So <laughs> maybe I'll just go into torment and see what happens. Um, you know, or something. Maybe it'll give me. Maybe he'll give them back if I go into torment. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Trying to say, hey, get in there. Maybe that's it. You know, he's, he keeps telling me that there are bounties elsewhere. Maybe that's the elsewhere, huh, Tyrael? Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of a hint. So, anyway, I guess that's mostly what I've been up to. I forgot to do Master Doe's challenge. He had a challenge for us. I forgot. I will try to do it for next show. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. And the other thing I wanted to say with Season, since we're all kind of talking about that right now, um, if you get to 70 in Season 1, you get these two transmogs for the shoulders and the, the helm. And they're really cool. I like them a lot more than I expected to. Now, if you do season two and you get to 70, either hardcore or softcore, you get the transmog for the boots and for the pants. And then season three, I think, or no, it's, is it the boots and the pants? I think it is. I believe and then so. season three, I think, the is chest armor. Um, the chest armor. So you can get the whole set. And I think it looks awesome. I don't know. I've only seen it on a barbarian. I think it looks really cool on barbarians. So um, I'm pretty excited about upcoming seasons, like more so than I thought I would be. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd do it once and be like, okay, I've done it. But now I've got, I feel like I have good reason to keep going in seasons. Okay. Mm. I like, because I want the transmog, which is maybe a silly thing, but I like it. Oh, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Awesome. It sounds like you've been having some fun. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Bridger, what about you? Oh, I just uh, played a little bit. I've just been anticipating um, Warlords of Drainer to drop for wow so i was getting a couple of characters say what in there leveled up <laughs> to max what's that hey too bad i play multiple Aww. games that's just my life <laughs> no, um, i'm just kidding i have two loves diablo and wow everything else is you know if i can play it i will wow as in hearthstone wow no just just regular <laughs> <laughs> no that's your game man yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so I, I've, I've been kind of most mostly playing that so i'll, I'll play a little bit of season um I actually started a hardcore season character when we had the 100% boost of XP oh, cool. and gold during Halloween. And I think I've got that one already up to 25, which is cool. I feel pretty good nice. about that, I think. I haven't touched them since that, that happened. But um, just continuing to play my uh, my softcore season character. And I uh, just hit Paragon 70 last night. Hey, congrats. So, yeah, it's, it's well, fun. Which so character are you playing? Now. Um, it is, I believe... Witch Doctor? Uh, it is a Witch Doctor, and it's gonna. It's probably Summer. Okay. Okay, so you get the transmog, okay? Yep. Woo! So, yeah, <laughs> I've been having fun with it. Um, I think um, I'm just running still, you know... I have to take a look at my gear, because I, I was trying to... Because I had a lot of fire plus fire damage... So I was trying to run a lot of fire stuff, like I have fire dogs, and I have my gargantuan who, well, he just stuns things. Uh, but then I was using like, oh, the fire bomb, which I actually kind of liked. I didn't think I would like that one. 
Which one do you use? I, I always use um, Pyro Guys because it was like having three Hydras. It's really that's a really cool one. Oh, I like that one. But the next one up, like the highest level one, I can't remember. It's like a, it's like an exploding radius. Ghost Bomb. Thank you, Ghost Bomb. Yep. Um, I don't know the names. I just know what they look like and how cool they are. <laughs> so this one was great because what I was doing was using Piranado to pull everything together. Then I was you know, continuing to hit Haunt as I'm running around gathering things to it. Because uh, like what I'll do now, and I'm, one thing I noticed when I went to BlizzCon and was playing the demos there was how much, I know the characters were overpowered at that point and they just kind of wanted you to get through things so you could experience it. But I was noticing how much I was a lot more cautious and not pulling a lot of things. Because in Hardcore, which I, I was doing before the season started, if I do that, I die, it's done. But in Softcore, I can kind of be a little bit more reckless. And so I can run around just keep throwing hot, uh, haunt on everything that I can, and then go duck into a certain room, have them all start gathering in there, because my aunt, my pets are going to kill a few of them along the way, and then just like group them all up, keep throwing fire, um, firebomb on it, and uh, they're gone in like no time. And I was able to, I got through Rift, Greater Rift 13, which I, I know it's not huge for, because there's a bunch of people out there in 30. Um, but I mean, the fact that I only play a couple times a week, I mean, I'm thinking I'm okay with that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. The highest one I've done on my own is like 20, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, 13's no, like Torment 2 or Torment, like Torment 2 already, so it's pretty yeah. good. I mean, it was, and I felt pretty good with it. I actually almost finished it with, uh, I probably needed five seconds more and I would have made it. And I was I had the boss right almost to the end, and I'm like, go, 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 go. It's like timeout. Oh man, uh, that that could not be 100% your fault. I've noticed it's no. hit and miss on the monster density. I've had a couple. Of, I failed almost. Well, almost failed. Uh, Greater Rift like 10 because the density was so bad. The timed. I like almost timed out. Yeah, no, I don't think the density was the problem. I think mm -hmm. it was just. Um, I haven't got quite got the right combination because. Uh, it was great. It was easy to grab everything, but when I had to deal with the boss alone, I, it felt like it was taking a while to whittle it down. Right. And uh, because most of my spells are like AOE spells. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that enough. way with my Witch Doctor too. Yeah. I've kind of figured out how to get more of the single target damage on, into play now. But I know leveling up, it does feel like you know big groups are so much better. And then when you have one guy, it's like oh, drags. <laughs> so that's just what it was. But I mean, I've been really enjoying it, and uh, like I was, one of the conversations that I came up with Nevalistus was uh, we were talking about seasons and how things are going, and of course they weren't saying okay, this is when it's going to end, but they you know they feel like the first season's kind of run its course at um, at sometime soon, so you know soon as in quote. <laughs> trademark, right, our predictions. I'm thinking soon. that at the end of the, I think it'll go until December. Yep. And, and at the end of December, we're going to get a announcement for the end of January will be the last day. I think there's going to be a month in between seasons. And then I think it'll be March. And if not, there'll be a startup right away in February for a new oh, season. I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to go that long. I think mm -hmm. um, my impression, not just talking to her, but talking with like uh, Norbin and not talking with a little bit with Wyatt Chang was they... You know, they're not they're not wanting these seasons to go on for a long time. I think they're getting a lot of great feedback, a lot of great information from this yeah. first season, especially since it's extended a little bit more. But I think they envision it to be shorter 
Yeah, like three, three to six months at the most. Or Not even f- six. No. I think they're envisioning yeah. somewhere around three. Yeah, I, well, that sounds about right. I mean, there's been D2 ladders that were three months, and there's ones that yep. were six months, and there was one that was two years. So... But see, they don't want to lock right. themselves into that. You're right. I mean, they right. don't want to lock themselves and say, okay, it's only going to be three months every time, or it's only going to be five months. Because right. then they can't kind of give that flexibility to, you know, depending on if they have other things coming I out. I think it should depend on when the leaderboards are showing there's 10 billion people playing T6 already. You know, if everybody's playing <laughs> well, maybe, T6 yeah. <laughs> in a week, one, it either needs to be shorter, or two, it needs to be harder. You know? Because right. I do feel yeah. like it's. It's definitely been an, this tread has been the easiest to get high paragon. It's been the easiest mm-hmm. for me to get into high level difficulties, and it's been the easiest for me to not die. I haven't really, other than when I really pushed myself, I haven't had any problems with coming close to dying in hardcore. And I mean, it took me longer. It felt like it took me longer to get to par or to seventy than it did to get to the paragon level that I'm at now. Well, don't you also oh, wow. feel like your part part of it is that Maybe it's a combination of the itemizations getting a little bit better. As oh, well for sure, because get, the items getting are getting way cooler. Game. And yes, and I'm getting better at the game for sure, because I definitely know how to play and how to take a risk without dying and how to speed run and right, stuff. So. Right, right. But I know, like, with me, it did feel quicker, too, you know? Because, like, this is the fastest yep. I've ever leveled something to 70. And I don't know if it's because I was really focused at the beginning of this season, like, to the point where I burned out I was playing so much. Well, or you got to remember, levels do stuff, go you know? faster, being as though you don't have to go through normal Nightmare in Hell. And mm-hmm. then because you get the monster scale with you, you get more experience faster. Right. So you do level faster. That's, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it is that way for sure. Okay, and, so it I mean, is that. You are. We're all getting much better at this game. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah. I mean, everybody plays so much, you should improve with anything you do that much, you know? Yeah, but, like, sure. I haven't died. I think I died once, you know? And I'm like, yep. I've been playing when I'm tired. I've been playing when I'm on a bunch of antihistamines because I'm sick, you know? And I should have died more often, I think, and I haven't. So that's that's something, you know? I, I think Season 2 is around the corner because they were already putting it out on a PTR. Right. It is on PTR. You can check it out there. Um, Wait, it's so on PTR right now? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't even know PTR was open for that. I thought yeah, it, it wasn't ju- going It just next opened month. up, with, I think, the last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah, have to their check plan that was out. to stick it on the PTR right away and uh, let people check it out and then, you know, put it in the game. So if it's on PTR, I mean, it's not going to stay in PTR for an incredibly long time before it goes into the game, you know, I would think. No. Yeah, we I might mean, be starting by January do. then. Yeah. yeah. See, I think they're going to kill. This is just a random guess. I have no real basis other than just a guess on this, but I think they're mm-hmm. going to kill it before Christmas. You know? Yeah. And then um, they'll start up the next one after the new year. So that, Whenever the you know, following Tuesday is, I'm assuming. Yeah, something yeah. like that, I think. So that, you know, the employees of Blizzard can, like, have a you know, vacation with their families and not be, uh-huh. like, trying to catch, oh, no, something we did with Season 2 didn't work. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that'll probably be when. But as to how long it lasts, I don't know, maybe three months is. Maybe three months will turn out to be the thing. Yeah, well, I can't wait for season two. It seems like I got to start season one so late because of my internet issues. So I'm going to get... And I love starting over. I do. I mm-hmm. my new la- Like, I'm going to go on D2 on the 25th when the ladder resets and start a D2 character because it's so fun, especially in D2, the way the economy works. When you start off with nothing and you get your first horrible unique, it's worth so much that you're just like, ah! 
<laughs> you know, it's so cool rushing to get to, you know, bail and do bail runs. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And they did say they were going to give a 30-day notice or mm-hmm. at least something of that sort. For right. It was at least 30 end. days. Yep. So it, it could be more than 30 days, days, but at least 30 days. So that's that's something to keep track of, you know? Yeah. So I, I think you're right. Sometime in January, to me, would be about spot on. Yeah, I, I think they will. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. But um, yeah, while we do not yet have a date winter. to announce season two, we will be notifying the community at the end of season one, no less than thirty days in advance. Season two should start shortly thereafter. Stay tuned for more information in the future. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do season two, and that surprised me. I thought I'd do one and be done. You know. Um, yeah. I've almost thought about because I don't think I'm ever gonna play my other characters anymore, just killing them off. But I figure it, what I'll do is I'll leave them, at least my old hardcore characters, in case mm-hmm. I die. And let's let's say if I die this season, I'm not gonna start another one. I just don't feel like there's gonna be for this season yeah. time anymore to right. really make it worth my while. But mm-hmm. if I do die, I'll just play my other characters for fun. Uh, but mm-hmm. if not, I can't. I'll be oh. Season two, let's go. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. A lot, I mean, I'm surprised at how well this went. I, I'm not really like a seasonal player kind of thing, and now I am. You know, um, so that was that was new. And I wanted to say real quick, like Brazier was talking about the console version at BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And um, before I forget, Sean and I actually got a chance to play it because we don't play D3 on console, we play on computers. And uh, we got to play it together. You know, um, kind of like Brazier was saying, he got to play with someone. You know, and. Um, it was it was hard to get used to the controller, but once I did, it it felt like it moved a lot more smoothly than it does on the on the computers. You know? well, I have oh. played console and I do have it on D on PS3, but I don't have it on um, PS4 yet. But it's it is really fun and hot seating even for a little while, especially with people that don't know anything about the game. It's really easy for them to pick it up. Like I had my mm-hmm. stepson pick it up and. He knows nothing about Diablo series, and he was able to just have a blast playing with me on the hot seat. Awesome. Uh-huh. So that's good. That's really good. Anything I that gets people rolling. into the game. What? I love rolling. The fact that you can rolling? roll out of other ways. Oh, yeah, like the kind oh. of, like, every character can do, like, a tumble move. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I managed that. I don't think I managed it when I was playing console, but um, that's that's pretty cool. That's something they don't have in the computer versions, you know? Yeah, it's not really needed in the computer because of how way movement works with the controller based on where you can just point and click to where you need to go. And right. that you have to kind of walk, so it, it makes a big difference. Oh, it's not a, a, a much-needed feature. It's just a fun feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, it I can roll. Right. I'm like, oh, let me roll over the, the entire map. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I was do, I'd do that, too. What, Bridget, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention? No, bring, bring back the roll doctor. <laughs> for sure. Roll doctor. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay. That's my new build. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No more shaking bake. Um, <laughs> I want to say one more thing about BlizzCon if we have a minute, yeah. real quick. Go for it. Um, I went to the voice actor panel for uh, Diablo. They had three of the voice actors. I'm going to mess up their real names, so I'll just refer to them by character. They had the guy that does the voice of the Templar, they had the female crusader, and they had the guy that does Shen. And I should know these off the top of my head, but right now I'm blanking on the actual human's name, you know? And they had, they called it Tristram's Got Talent, and they pulled people out of the audience to come up and read lines. 
just mm-hmm. for fun. And they like gave everybody a, a, a score and they had a big gong on the stage to get rid of you if you're horrible, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got on the stage. I actually got on the stage. And, oh, um, nice. Yeah, and you know, it was. I was wearing, you know, some of you have seen photos of me at Diablo, or at Diablo. Yeah, at Diablo. Um, <laughs> at, at Diablo. BlizzCon. Yep. <laughs> at BlizzCon, because, um, you know, we've been tweeting them and stuff like that. But I was wearing, like, um, a headband with little devil ears on it, you know, trying to be a little more noticeable um, in case people knew the show or anything like that. And I remember I was, like, you're standing up and waving my arms, like, me, pick me. And I finally got picked almost dead last. And got up on the stage, and I decided to read for Shen. I read some of his lines, and it was really fun because they're, you know, the guy that does the voice is right there, and I got <laughs> to play with the voice, and I was so excited just to be able to do that. It was really fun. All right, Didn't I'm sure Brazier's going to you know? agree with me, but I want to hear some. Let's do it right now. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. I need a line. <laughs> I had to, like, I okay. need a line. You can do, um, do cover to Shem's introduction. I need the line though. I don't. Okay. So I had to have the line in front of me to do it. Oh, excuse myself. My name but is Kevin Shem. <laughs> there is a video though. Sean took a video, <laughs> so it's out oh, there. Cool. Or it will be out there. So there's a video. He took it from where he was sitting, which was towards the back of the panel, you know, seats. Um, so it's probably not like the world's greatest video, but you can hear me and you can see me on the stage a little bit. Um, so that we'll put that up at some point. So that'll be there. I can't do it live, man. I need like his lines in front of my face to get it. You know. But it was fun. You know, I know they did the one with the barrel, you know, where he's like, oh. you know, when you find him and he's stuck in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's talking about, um, oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember the lines for it. Uh, if I could find it, you know, um, I would so do I it. I can but give maybe you the line. Show. I, I want to do that one, though, because I, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but okay, um, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. I can do it if I can read it. If it was in front of me, I can do it. But if I'm making it up, I'm going to screw it up. And I know it. But <laughs> I did okay. Uh, you could get a total of three points from each judge, and I got two straight across the board. So that was cool. But it wasn't right. enough to make the second round. And that's okay by me, because all I wanted was to go on the stage and actually read those lines in front of the guy that actually does Shen. That was exciting mm-hmm. for me. So, so I did that. Um, and then uh, the woman that won um, had, uh, Rus- is it Russell Brower? Is that the right name? the guy that does the music for yep. Uh, yep. Yes, yeah okay he came out with much fanfare wearing this gorgeous cloak and uh, carrying a sword and they had two people dressed like someone was dressed as a barbarian and someone was dressed as a demon hunter on either end of the stage and so he kind of like knighted the, the girl that won with the sword and then she got the cloak which is really cool. So they made it into something really fun. I don't know if they'll ever do this again, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was neat. You know, it was like actually getting people involved from just the seats, you know, who wants to do this. And they didn't do it that way last year. So I just wanted to say that was cool because this is not the kind of thing you're going to find on the virtual ticket, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree with you because I didn't make it to that one because I was doing something else. But mm-hmm. I did make it to the, um, the Heroes of the Storm mashup. Oh, and they cool. had the voice of Tyrael, as well as just like a bunch of random characters, like the guy who does Jim Rayner and Zara Tool from uh, StarCraft. Also, guy does Gazlo and the woman who does Jaina's voice from Warcraft. And then I'm just trying to think of who else. Oh, the guy who does Stitches, the voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I the, walked the past that does... panel, but I wasn't there. Oh, it was fun. And then the one who does Murky. Like, he's just a <laughs> crazy voice thing. It's hilarious. It's awesome. So, they it was like an hour and a half. And I got different videos, but I'm pretty sure I'm not posting them because of the fact that they did scenes from different movies, copyright and all. 
Mm -hmm. Right, right, yeah. But still, it's just kind of for my own use, and the my the kids here love it in, in the house. It, it's just so much fun. Well, if you get a chance to upload it, I wouldn't mind seeing it though, like just yeah. on the Dropbox or something. Yeah, that's they, uh, yeah. they um they did a bunch of different scenes, like things from Star Wars, um, where they just had them doing their voices, and then they had uh, the last one of the night was the best um, because they did a, that scene where Samuel L. Jackson and um, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction come into the place to pick up whatever they were picking up from the three kids who, um, you know, like he, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, that, that scene where he, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's been know, a like while he, he since he does I've like seen the whole movie. Bible verse and everything before he shoots them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. It's like, it's that famous one from the, from the uh, movie. And um, I know I'm not giving it good justice, but it's okay. The guy who does the voice of Zeratul does an absolutely spot-on impression of Samuel L. Jackson as well. Oh, wow. And so he was doing the and scene. And like, they, they actually pulled up a couple of other people to be, like, the extras in there. And also, mm-hmm. you know, to read script about, like, what's going on. Or one person to do um, sound effects. And then they had the voice actors with them as well. So it was okay. fun to watch because... He did it, and he would, like, every other line or so would be Samuel L. Jackson and then Zeratul from StarCraft. <laughs> he would, like, switch between them, and it was oh, wow. phenomenal. That it sounds was so awesome. much fun. I missed that one. I kind of wish I went to see it. I don't remember what I was doing, um, but something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, they never they never put the the voice actor stuff into the live thing. So if you if you do make it to a BlizzCon, go check out at least one of those things because it's always entertaining. Yeah, I checked it out last year and it was really 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 fun. Mm-hmm. Like I I remembered I got pictures with uh, the guy who talks to the Crusader. I forget his name, but I know him from or my stepdaughter knows him from Teen Wolf, and I forget who it is Am Emery something. Mm-hmm. I can't um, remember. I blank out on the name. Something like, Emery, but he's the voice of the Crusader, and he was on Teen Wolf. And my the stepdaughter is obsessed with Teen Wolf, and he's oh. having. <laughs> so I had pictures with him, and uh, Curtis Emery or something like that. I forget. It. I, I'm just guessing, but it's something like Nolan Emery, or I, I don't. I can't remember. Anyway, um, she was just like so jealous that I got to see him, and she's, she's <laughs> like, "Oh my God, you were with me!" Oh my God, I told all her friends and everything, and they're all <laughs> and jealous. So now you're super popular. Yeah, yep, I'm so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say they gave um, everybody. They had like 15 of us that did the voice thing, and they gave us all a poster that had the three characters that you know were uh, that the actors were there for on it, and we got to have them sign it, which was really nice. I didn't expect that at all. So oh, that's that cool. Was fun. Yeah, it was really neat. So um, big fun for that. So definitely check out the D3 panels if you get there someday. Oh, definitely. I think that um, this year's BlizzCon, to me, felt like finally where Blizzard wants to be with BlizzCon because there was so much to do that it wasn't just about panels. It was about playing games. It was about you know spending time with the community, with the managers of the community, the developers on the floor, just everything. Because they had not only all four of the um, halls open, but they also mm-hmm. had the entire arena for the StarCraft tournament. They did, yeah. And, I mean, it was impressive to go in there because, like, they had this hallway of just kind of, like, showing the the final, you know, um, 
the whoever was competing in the finals, and then you go inside, and it's like it's like a basketball arena full of people watching StarCraft, and it, the board changed and morphed depending on what the, the people were playing, what kind of characters, and I'm sorry, what kind of uh, factions in StarCraft, mm-hmm. and it was just phenomenal. It was so much fun. I saw time. the, um, I wasn't in the arena, because again, crowds, you know, um, not healthy for me, but I did watch, like I said, we were watching, going to watch the um, the bands at the end from one of the screens instead, and one of the places that they had it, they were actually streaming the last, uh, the last game for that mm-hmm. uh, StarCraft tournament, so I got to watch that, and that was pretty darn exciting, and I don't even play StarCraft, I thought it was cool. So I can imagine the people in there that are so into it, just how excited they were, you know? Oh, it was. It, I mean, it was some exciting matchups. I mean, if you still have the virtual ticket and you haven't yet, go and watch some of those tournaments, whether it's the WoW, the um, Hearthstone, or the StarCraft, because they were just really good games. Yeah, you don't even have to, to have watch. a ticket to watch those. They're, they were live on the stream, so you can go check those out. And like I said, I, I watched Hearthstone and I watched some StarCraft, and I don't know nothing about StarCraft or World of Warcraft, and I even had enjoyed watching them, so... Oh, and just to be in that environment too, like you just sit there and watch some of it going on, it's exciting. I mean, it literally is like sitting there watching a, a game, like a sporting event or something. I mean, it's an esport, but it's just you get wrapped up in it. And it's just like you're like, oh, you're seeing that. And like, I couldn't tell you exactly what's going on because I'm, I don't follow it that well. My uh, son would be able to tell you that. But it's just you're like, okay, I see them doing this. I'm seeing that going on. Like, oh, here comes a big moment. You see them crash, you know, fighting against each other in an area for a position on the board. And you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you just did that. Because you <laughs> see them do something else on the other side of the screen at the same time. And it's just fant- amazing what they can do with that game. That's really cool. Speaking of things to watch, um, I don't know, it's kind of an off-topic subject here, but Netflix just came out with another document. Well, I mean, it just showed up on Netflix anyway, called Video Games the Movie. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is a documentary about the history of video games and where they came from. But uh, our, if everybody knows Rob Pardue from Blizzard, mm-hmm. he is actually one of the main guys in the movie talking about it. So there's a lot of you know little clips of Diablo and stuff talking about history of video games. Um, you guys should check it out. It's on Netflix called Video Games the Movie. It's was I just watched it the other night. It's really good, and you know because Rob's on it. If anyone's Blizzard fans might like seeing him, so thought oh, that'd be cool. kind of cool to bring that up. All right, this is the part of the show where we talk about Audible, who is a sponsor of Shattered Soulstone, and we're happy to have them, of course. If you want to get started over at Audible with a free trial, you can do that. Go to bit.ly slash sspbook. That's uh, B-I-T dot L-Y slash sspbook, and that gives you a free 30-day trial. You get a credit you can use on anything out of their over 150,000 titles. Whatever you like, you can use it on that. And uh, when your free trial's up, of course, you're going to want to continue. Um, there's a couple of different options as far as payment and how many credits you get per month. But in general, one credit is one audiobook, and they have all kinds of stuff over there. They've got, you know, fiction, nonfiction. They've got radio dramas. They've got college textbooks. And they've also got, if you're a member, you get a copy of a digital copy of either the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, which is handy to have. Um, and they've also got uh, something I mentioned on my other show when I do the Audible ad. They have something called a great listen guarantee. So if you use a credit on something and you didn't like the book or you didn't like the narrator or you picked a title and it turned out you wanted a different book by the same title or whatever it was, they'll give you back your credit uh, within a year. 
So you you turn it back in. They won't ask any questions. They don't hassle you. They'll take the uh, they'll take the book back and they'll give you back that credit to use on something else. So if you want to get started at Audible, go do that over at bitly slash slash. Let's try that again at bitly slash ssp book. That's b i t dot l y slash ssp book to get started. Okay, so I'll just jump into what I've been doing then. I have been playing a lot of D3. I've also been playing Hearthstone, and I, like I said, I got into Heroes of the Storm Alpha, but to talk mostly about what we talk about, Diablo 3, I have been playing a ton since I got my internet back, and I think the last time we did a show, I was just about to reach level 70, and that isn't hardcore, by the way, with my Witch Doctor. I am doing a Pets build. And now I'm all the way to 70, plus I am at 100, almost at 120 Paragon. I am actually at 118 uh, as of right before the show. So I'm surprised I've gotten that far. It's actually the highest Paragon level I think I've ever reached. I might have gotten to like 130 back in like the original, before Loop 2.0 even and stuff. But I'm at 118 on Hardcore, so that's really exciting for me because my last Hardcore set was only 44. It's the highest I ever got before I died. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. Uh, I just finally found all my Zuni set and a bunch of other legendaries. I've been finding a ton of legendaries, to tell you the truth, between Kadala and the Rifts. been looking for the Zuni set for a long time because I really, 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 really wanted to be able to keep my fetish army available. But I was sad to find out that it's just your literally fetish army. I thought that if I used a fetish Sinoc- Sinophry or Sinocrophy, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Oh, I sycophant? Yeah, sycophants. And that those would last forever too because you can get like 15 of them out at once. But those are just 60 seconds no matter what because they're not considered the fetish army. Oh. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But it's still cool. <laughs> I still use it, you know, because you get... I, I mean, I can have a total of... Uh, 23 fetish out at once and eight always so that keeps me going then I also use midnight feast so I can have an extra zombie dog so I got like 30 or like 23 fetishes out and four zombie dogs so I'm doing pretty pretty good with that it's really fun pets build Um, to, to keep it going how I've been running that, I've been finding a lot of good legendaries on top of the Zunis. I actually got a, a full Jade Harvester set that I found while looking. Um, I just used that and put it in my uh, in my stash for now. But I thought about maybe either one, making another Witch Doctor I could just slap it on to see how it works. Or two, switching it over and seeing how it works. Because people say that's a really, really powerful build. But I did find a Mask of Jerum with 92% uh, more pets damage. So that's pretty cool. And I didn't even have to re-roll it. It turned out really awesome. It had uh, intelligence, um, life percent, and crit chance. As well as an open socket. So that was pretty cool. And then the very next roll I did on Kadala, I did get a Tasker and Theo. It was kind of a low one. I got the 41% attack speed for the pets. But it was pretty cool because it did roll with int, vit, attack speed, and then I uh, enchanted critical hit chance. Got a full 10%. So that's pretty cool. I do have, I'm using Squirt's necklace for my amulet that's doing pretty decent damage. Got a Reaper Wraps to get my mana back. And then I got a Ringo Royal Granger. I couldn't believe it. I did one T1 bounty and got it out of the uh, bag. And I think oh, that's wow. like a 10% chance, so I got it really lucky on that. 
I'm using the illusionary boots, and it says you can move through uh, enemies unhindered, you know, so you can go through them just like you're invisible. But I noticed, and I didn't think you were supposed to be able to, but it's letting me walk through Waller, too. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I don't I know if that's Waller. a glitch or what, but yeah, I can walk right through Waller. And I have spent every game, so I don't know if it's supposed to be like that or if it's glitch or what, but it's really awesome. Um, I also found Sabora's Nightmare, which is a legendary belt that when you open a chest or like a, like a body or anything, it casts Haunt on up to five enemies. And I'm not sure what the damage is of that haunt, but it destroys people. So I'm guessing it's really, really powerful. Either that or it like, doesn't have really much damage over time. It just goes really fast. Because I've been playing like T4 and T5 and it kills people almost instantly. And then I was using the dagger, I forget what it's called, that lets you um, use rain of corpses on your uh, ground. I forget what's that one called again. Uh, Brazia, if you can remember, it's where it slows the enemies in like a circle you put on the ground. Rain, it's grasp of the dead. That's it. Oh, and okay. yeah, and I was using weapon I was that made grasp. About of, a yeah. Different thing. yeah, yeah, I was using a grasp of the dead, but the belt I, or the weapon I had lets you ha also have the rune of rain of corpse. So every time oh. you you use grasp of the dead with like the one that gives you more damage, you also get rain of corpses. So that was like pretty that cool. One. But then yeah. I just found a thunder fury, so I switched over to that because with the lightning, it's just. It's bad. Bad A. <laughs> it's really <laughs> awesome. Because it's got like 330% weapon damage as lightning. And then it also, each enemy hit has their attack speed and movement speed reduced by 30%. And it jumps up to 5 targets. So it's like chain lightning in your sword. And it rolled really good. Uh, I got like a 2,097 DPS. It's got like 730 or so intelligence. And had an open socket, so I got the um, crit damage in there. And then I got 14,000 life per hit on it, so my dogs get life per hit, and that kind of keeps me alive. Plus, I have, I have life per hit on other stuff, too, so it just kind of goes up really good. I've been doing a ton of rifts and bounties, you know. I had to get my Ring of Royal Grandeur and all that other good stuff, but I got lucky and got it really fast. Uh, but I got every single one of the gems, and I had some help from the community, from Cyber and stuff. And Sagus and all them good guys helping me which ones to use. But I've been using Enforcer, Bane of the Powerful, and also Bane of the Trapped. Because Bane of the Trapped, uh, when you CC enemies, gives them another like 20% damage. And then the Bane of the Powerful, which pretty much everyone knows, gives you another 20% damage for so much time after you kill an Elite Pack, depending on your level. And then the Enforcer, which gives you uh, pet damage, and I'm, it's at 17.7% because all my ranks are pretty low, like 8, 9, 10 or so, something like that. But I can't wait to get those all ranked up to like 25 um, to get all the extras and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, I am using a Jade Harvester for pants just because that was the best one I found that has like Plague of Toads. Because I don't know if you know or not, Bridget, but if, you, if you're if you using, because I, I saw that you used a fetish uh, uh Syncophants as well. Yep. Um, yep. If you use Plague of Toads with Rain of Toads, um, it actually procs super fast. So you can get all 15 of your fetishes out from that in like two seconds. And it's just consistently, if you keep using them, they just consistently keep popping. Oh, I'm going to have to give that a try. Yeah, so you'll want to use that. It works really, 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 really good. Uh, so, like for my build, I use Plague of Toads as my main skill. And then I use uh, Locust Swarm or Haunt, kind of switch it like you said. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm doing hardcore, I gotta have Spirit Walk on there, and then the, the zombie dogs with Leeching Beasts because it gives you 100% life on hit, 
and fetish army because I have the Zunamasa set keep those fetishes alive and I just do the one that gives me three extras because having eight is better than having five um, Piranado to pull everybody in and CC them for the extra damage and then, like I said I use Locust Swarm or Haunt usually Locust Swarm and then Haunt if I'm on a, a like a single target for the passives I'm using Midnight Vessel Fetish Synchrofence Spirit Vessel of course from Hardcore which that has saved me three times already and then Grave Injustice because if you kill someone within 20 yards you get a second off and it also gets extended by your golden pickup radius so I'm always getting really 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 fast cooldowns which is awesome because I can pretty much slap uh, piranhas and spirit walk like any any whenever I want you know for almost no cooldowns so that's pretty awesome but I actually had my first really bad scare ever since I got my Zunas I've been a little more uh, gutsy because I got the fetishes out all the time and I went up to T5 oh no actually I was on T4 and I got trapped and I almost died and I'm running away from these I forget what they're called they're like little rats with like poison damage on them they're pretty powerful minions of some elite pack but luckily I had found homing pads which is where you can teleport without getting even if you're getting hit plus you get like a like a what you call it, like a barrier, like a shield around you for a little mm -hmm. while. Um, but they were chasing me, and I hit Spirit Vessel after they hit me, and then I hit Spirit Walk to get away a little bit, and I switched to over to the homing pad so I could teleport quick. And as I'm being teleported, I got knocked into the red again, and if I wouldn't have had those, because I wouldn't have been able to teleport, I would have died. So they okay. saved my life. It was awesome wow. that I had those. And I'd recommend anybody who has those not to delete them. And at least use them for a swap over in case. Because that was that was really, really, really close. But yeah, I've been doing a ton. Uh, like I said earlier, I've been uh, doing a lot of mumble. Talking a lot with people like Cyber and Hometown and Jesse. Even had Jamie on there a little, quite a bit lately. JC Monkey. I think he's been taking a break from Diablo, but he's still talking with us all so that's pretty cool. cool other than that i'm playing a lot of uh hearthstone like i said uh trying to get through naxxaramas i got through like the first section so now i'm doing the next one but i had to save up because i i think i've told you guys i don't put any money into the game right um so i had to save up like 700 coins worth of dailies to get um, another Naxxaramas open. That's I got what that I did open. too with that. Yeah. yeah. Did you get through the uh, heroic in the first section? No. All I've done is the, I can't the, either, the man. I, <laughs> I can barely beat the normal. You know, like it's really hard. Like some of it's those tough. guys is like hero powers are insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's tough this for sure. this one spider guy I'm facing, he can sh like depending on how many cards you have, he can hit you that many times. For yeah, three. it's that's like yeah, they are weren't you kidding? They weren't kidding. <laughs> no, it's it extremely hard. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's worth it if you want a challenge, you know. And I mean, I was frustrated with it for a while, but you know, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> are you playing the ranked play at all in there? I know we're getting off topic just a little bit here. No, it's cool. Yeah, actually, I do play ranked. I always get to at least twenty so I can get the backing. Um, I haven't done it yet this month, but I will. I was truly. I like playing Hunter. I've always, and I'm not playing Hunter because they're all tough. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I figured you're playing Hunter." No, I've always been a Hunter since I started the game. Um, I have a Beast deck that I really enjoy building and playing with, and I've always used that deck. But of course, like I never get Hunter quests. I always get something else. Like 
the the mm-hmm. least two characters <laughs> I use in the game are the warrior and the rogue because I don't like them characters. Mm-hmm. And I've had the last three quests have been to get five wins with those two. So I eventually had to get 15 wins with them. So it took me like six hours of straight <laughs> playing to get people. And probably 10 of them were finding people that just quit for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my experience is similar. They pick, it seems to pick the ones that you don't play very often. And put you yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on, you know. Um, but I also like the Paladin a lot. He's really cool. I like using him. I have like a shield um, or like a divine shield based build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody. When I was listening on Mumble, I was listening to like Quad and Crater and all them get new guys. Like that, I, don't, I mean, I don't know them too well, but they're all talking about all these specialty builds and stuff. And I'm just yeah, like, all that goes you? right over my head. You know? Yeah, I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Feeling no all idea. newbie, mm-hmm. but I just yeah, have fun me. with it. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on that game, getting cards and stuff. But I just feel like it's more rewarding to do it on your own and everything i've gotten has yeah. been my own so and i i even got called someone called the bs flag on me i think it was jamie and i was like no i really have only not i mean you can look at my deck and tell you know mm-hmm. or you can i don't know if you can check it to see if you like shows people putting money on it or not but i've never put a cent into the game i don't i don't know if you can check that um but yeah people do no, it's so. a money maker for blizzard that's for sure so oh yeah blizzard, you know but um, I don't know. I yeah. even if I bought decks, I'd feel like I was wasting my money because I, I have horrible luck with RNG, and I probably wouldn't get um, the thing you wanted. Any legendaries was, right? anyway, <laughs> or I'd get all cards yeah. for everybody that I don't need, and it would all be salvaged. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, back to Diablo. I, yes, I do play the Witch Doctor exclusively because um, I've been doing season exclusively, and I decided Witch that Doctor every season. Yes, for sure it is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do have great love for Crusader, um, but I had decided I was like when I first started playing, I was going to play softcore and hardcore, and I made a Crusader for softcore and a Witch Doctor for hardcore, but I never got into the Crusader because I put so much time into hardcore, figuring that I might die, and I never did die, and it seems to be pretty easy, you know, in comparison. Like, I don't know, if, like we were saying earlier, Brazier, if it's just we're getting better at the game, or if it's just getting a little easier, but it does feel like it's a lot easier than it used to be. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think next season I'm debating if I want to do uh, Crusader, because I want to do one character. It just feels like it's so much better when you're working on mm-hmm. one character, because... I run out of crafting mass like crazy as is, and I don't know how anybody can have like six different characters. I mean, I used to do it, uh, but now with having so much stuff to do, it it depends on how fast. Because I mean, I only have sixty like sixty two hours into my witch doctor, and he's where he's at. So if I start out right away on season two, I can get let's say I go build a witch doctor. I'm gonna have him built within a hundred hours, and then I, I might not have anything to do that I really want to do with him. So then, right, right then, maybe right. then I'd want to start another character. But if I do start another character, if I try not to go with the Wedge Doctor next season, definitely going to do a Crusader because it seems really fun. I've been seeing a lot of like guys like Jesse playing the Crusader on T6, and they just put the whooping on, and they seem really cool. So just to do something different, I think I probably will do a Crusader. Uh, but Witch Doctor has a lot of love, man. I really love doing summoning builds. It reminds me so much of the Necromancer from D2, and that was my favorite on D2. So... I, I can't wait. I don't know. A lot of this stuff, though, that I'm seeing, like this new war, um, Worm Hoarder, mm-hmm. I think is what it was called, or Worm Mongler, or whatever it is, that with the um, continuously plague enemies with Locust Swarm, that looks so cool. 
<laughs> so like <laughs> I I can't I don't know I gotta have be able to use that so I probably will play Witch Doctor too so I'm totally uh what do you call it hypocriting myself or whatever oh or, <laughs> maybe <laughs> but well let's just see what happens when you get there I'll probably just know. end up doing both you know but mm-hmm. it's it's cool to me I like doing a class like I wish that Crusader was intelligence because then I could help both classes you know <laughs> you don't really find a lot of strength gear when you're playing an intelligence oh, yeah, geared character yeah. but then I thought about maybe doing a with starred too but eh, Aww, no <laughs> <be> nice <laughs> I can't <laughs> You're taking a shot. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I've listened to, to shows when I've not been here, and I've heard some things, guys. Oh, right, okay, right, <laughs> right. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing in game. I'm having awesome. a lot of fun. I'm gonna keep it going. So, um, real quick, uh, Jen, you said you already took care of the audible ads. Yep, so audible ads done. Mention the donate. Oh, oh Domo Arigato. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm uh, just going to mention the donate button quick on our show um, at ShatterSoulStone.com. If you want to put any of your thoughts, contributions to the show or anything like that, go ahead and click that donate button and, uh, you know, send us something. I'm not going to beg, but uh, go ahead. You know, the more we get, the more we can do. We put everything back into the show. So that's really, really very much appreciated. And besides that, I think we could, if you're ready, guys, move on to the tweeters. Sounds good to me. Finally, after the introduction's over, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a long <laughs> introduction, but that's my favorite part, isn't it? I mean, I, I do like reading the emails and the tweets, but I love talking about the game. You know, I really do. It's The game is where it's at, so. But, uh, I don't know, Bridge, do you want to kick us off with the first few? Yeah, so uh, here's our tweeter, starting off with Daddy Puffin at Shatterstone, just starting pound Diablo 3, pound Reaper of Soul. Go, go, puke doctor, having a blast. Awesome. We love you, Daddy Puffin. That's right. Bro doctor. <laughs> um, Daddy Puffin also retreated, or tweeted, at Shatterstone, flying through hashtag D3, hashtag ROS. Three hours played, almost level 50 with my puke doctor. Huzzah. <laughs> love it. So, uh, hey, you know, puke doctor is a good thing now. Never think he's making fun of us. <laughs> awesome. Um, next tweet is from at paid to kill fifty four forty at nine ball gamer at Westmark Workshop at Shatterstone. Don't you hate the gear wall and greater rifts? Amazing how one item can change you. How do you feel about it? Uh, is he saying like how you, the difference in levels changes by the gear you have? Like it goes from one difficulty to another really fast, or? Uh, no, I, I think it's more along the lines of like when you're running the the greater rift. At some point, you hit a wall because your gear, like you keep finding gear, but not enough to push you that next one over. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes you get like some people just get stuck on a certain number. Right now, just because of my gear and maybe a little bit of how I'm playing, I'm kind of stuck around 13, 14. Right. So, I don't know if that's kind of what he's thinking. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I think it's not too bad. You just, you keep going, you keep pushing, and then, you know, I I started out where, like, I my first time I did a trial, I got a 14, and I don't know how I got put into a 14, because once I went into it, I was getting whooped right off the bat. So it kind of scared me, but then I just went and got some, did some better gear, some bounties, and some better rifts. Going through Kadala, and I pushed through. So you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think 
um, it's also part of the, the randomness of the game that, you know, some people are finding that gear quick and then they're pushing through when it doesn't seem like they're stuck anywhere, and some people just aren't getting that gear right away. Like, I'm, currently, I haven't found any upgrades I can use, but I have, every slot is either, um, a partial set or legendary. I'm finding a bunch of legendaries, but nothing that pushes at me for, uh, any further. It's just, I'm, like you said, try doing a couple of other things in the game, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. running regular Rift, Pouty, you might find, get a random chance, maybe if you don't have the Ring of Royal Grandeur, try to do that specific run, um, and then you'll find, you'll get one of those drops, then you're like, okay, great, an extra few hundred uh, DPS, maybe that pushes you over, or survivability is what you need, you get a little bit more of that, and get going. Yeah, decide what you want, and then go for it, like, just keep, and stay consistent, like, if you need, look at your gear, and if you need boots, just slap all your points in the boots until you get that boots and just keep going for it that's what i did and also really deciding how you're gonna do your build makes you know and not changing it all the time i think really helps too because i know a lot at the beginnings i was really you know debating if i want to do this build or that build and then you keep changing it and your gear gets kind of good but not good enough and then you just keep going back and forth and just once i really decided i'm gonna be a pet build i got a lot better a lot faster so Something like that, maybe two. Our next tweet is from at Sad Romeo at Shattered Snowstone. Happy three year anniversary. Thanks for a great Diablo podcast. I hope to listen to many, many more. Thanks, Sad Romeo. Yeah, thanks. Wow, we're at three yeah. years. We're at three yeah. years, guys. It's amazing. Wow. I can't yeah. believe that. It feels like I thought we were just at two. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe this. I can't believe I've been li I've been with you guys almost long almost as long as I've been with Mandy. So wow. it's like wow. that's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna try to give you guys many, many more to listen to. We really no, are. I think I'm gonna so. marry you guys. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you know. <laughs> Shatter Soulstone. Will you, you marry you. me? <laughs> well, which Doctor Love, baby? There you go. <laughs> yep. The next tweet is from at Corova. At Shatterstone, thanks for letting me know that Master Doe is doing a French podcast. I will be a subscriber from now on. Hashtag for Europe. Awesome. awesome. Glad we could point that out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if people know of some podcasts as well or anything in other languages, you never know. I mean, I don't know. I honestly wouldn't be able to understand a word of a Korean podcast, but if there is one out there, um, yeah, let us know and we'll kind of put that link in the show. For sure. Yeah, somebody out there might understand it, so we'll be happy to share it. And then the next tweet is from at Hogeye underscore CTR, which who I met over at BlizzCon. He's a pretty cool guy. At Shatterstone, good discussion regarding different types of gamers. Thanks, Master Doe. And that came from him, his uh, email. I remember that, so that was cool. And I got to meet Hogeye, too. He is very cool. Yeah. Next tweet is from at Pergos Master. Okay. Now it's time to really get into that hardcore challenge with that Shatterstone. Um, I don't I know. I can't remember. That. What's the challenge that Master Doe gave again? If you I remember, remember it correctly, it was you play a hardcore character. I think you can pick whatever class you want. And you can only equip, I think, weapons was the only yeah. thing mm -hmm. you can equip. So you go into hardcore, you pick your character, you can only equip weapons, whatever weapons you want to use, you know, you can use those, but you can't use like, you know, armor or anything like that. And you just go through the game and see how far you can get. 
is kind of the idea. And I think there was a time, there's a timing of it, like do it before the this show or the previous show, which I've forgotten, so I swear oh. I'll do it before the next show. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I'll I, do I it. I don't expect to last long, but I think it'll be really, really fun. I think we could use that for a Dead yeah. and Waiting episode. There you go, yeah. see? Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me know when, I'll jump in on that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I'll take over a few of the next couple tweets. Sure. Um, you know, the only other thing about that hardcore challenge uh-huh. is that you have to do it on the Asian server. So oh, I forgot that. Yeah, because oh, that right. keeps everybody honest, so you're not like yep. saying, well, I'll just pick up this hardcore weapon that's legendary that I've got here, and no. <laughs> you have to start right, fresh. for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right, well, uh, our next tweet comes from at Torex1714. He says, at, Scan, at Scanline75, at Sharestone, heard in the mumble chat tonight that you lost another hardcore tune. Sorry, man, that seriously sucks. Aww. Yeah, it does when it happens, but that's the fun, and I know Scanline can really get it. He's good at, you know, just lifting his shoulders up and keeping it going. But he responds, Scanline responds, and says, hi, yeah, I died last night. Rip 10 over 30? 10 of 30? I don't know. And the game terminated at the same time. Or maybe I didn't die. Today, two deaths. Oh. Ooh. That's rough. Uh, Torak responds back. Uh, Vela Morghulis. Um, yeah, it's Vela. from Game of Thrones. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should know all, that, but All I men don't. must die. Oh, yeah, okay. Now it makes sense, yeah. And then Scanline also responds to that. Okay, hardcore death uh, despondency has dissipated. Can't let my stored-up gear go to waste. <laughs> He's right back in. <laughs> Yay! Yep, yeah, Scanline's always willing to pick right back up and mm-hmm. keep going. Good job. And Ed, got a tweet from Matt Shano. He says, things you overhear while living with at Queen of Haiku. Ooh, Treasure Goblin. Got him. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying it. Him. He was talking to me, and I was playing. I went, ooh, Treasure Goblin. Gotta get him. And so he <laughs> tweeted it. I'm like, you tweeted that? <laughs> you know, but it's funny, so I'm cool with it. Gotta get them all. <laughs> Gotta get them. Gotta get them. <laughs> I mean, he got a response <laughs> from at Metros, and he said, if you lived with me, you'd hear not long after, blank, 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 in Goblin got away again. <laughs> I can totally see Metros being like that. <laughs> I could see it too, yeah. I could see that. And Queen of Haiku responds, I usually catch the goblins. With a I do. Face. I usually catch the goblins. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm done catching the goblins, I've got so many monsters behind me that it's unreal, but I catch them. (laughs) And Madros responds back at Queen and says, Lucky you. And our very own Nevik James chimes in, That is an indicator that you're running a difficulty setting that's beyond your DPS. (laughs) That Madros is or that I am? Yes, Madros is. Ah, okay. I understand. At Karova says, At Shatterstone, can somebody please tell Blizzard that legendary rings and amulets without a socket for gems are now completely useless? Well, perhaps yes. you just told them yes. now, Karova. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I agree, but, yeah. but yeah. remember, we can enchant and we do have Ramalata's gift, so save yourself that way. At Scanline75 says, At Nineball Gamer, you might say it becomes a at Shared Stone. Good luck, man. <laughs> this is in reference to some health issues that Scanline yeah. is having that I think have been resolved. So, okay. Yeah, be nice to at- Scanline. <laughs> He's been through a lot. <laughs> at Paid to Kill 5440 says, At Nineball Gamer, at the Diablo Show, at Diablo Inc. Gamers, and at Shared Stone, 
Nice. Lights off. Halloween and running scary greater riffs. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> that was perfect. That's wonderful. Our next one comes from at Corova at Shattered Stone. Yeah, second porter to the vault. This time netted 20 million, got the 1% achievement. Awesome. Cool. I'm looking for number one. He's got number two. Bah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Nineball Gamer says at or spent some time hanging out with the folks over at Shattered Stone last night. The hype, the passion, the Diabloness. He must be talking about BlizzCon, maybe. Uh, no, I, I think no. he was, he was or on Mumble. Yeah, Mumble with uh, with I think Nevik and a bunch of the guys. Okay, that was kind of cool. I mean, I, I wasn't there, but I heard it was uh, some from some of the guys that they had a good time t- chatting with them. And, yeah, good. I heard that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. awesome to get kind of involved with some more of the other podcasts, and you know, just uh, even just to hang out and chat and talk about the game because you know we love it. So, of course, yeah, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next tweet comes from Brazier. He says, "At Sharon Stone, co-host Love was at Queen of Haku during the At World of Podcast. He's got a picture of uh, the beautiful Brazier and beautiful Queen of Haku. Uh, looks like cheers and a drink." Yeah, <laughs> it looks like I we're sharing a drink. I, I don't know if it's just me or it looks weird, but it almost looks like Nevik in the background over there. <laughs> oh, I know, it looks oh, like he's weird. peeking out yeah. of the side of the kind door. Kind of. Was he there? <laughs> no, he wasn't He wasn't oh. at BlizzCon or anything. So That's um, kind of weird. It kind of looks like him over in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Maybe does. he just wanted to be there so bad he kind of manifested next to us, you know, or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it was, it was a fun uh, world of podcasts. is really fun. It's not part of BlizzCon. It's outside of it. It's the night before. And uh, it's just fabulous. If you ever go to BlizzCon, check out World of Podcasts. I'm certain they're going to do Did you guys happen to do a panel or no? I didn't this year because my health sucks and I needed to like step back on some things, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I, but I, I did, did go. Last and, year with that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I know. See how hard that is. Um, yeah, I didn't know how very. well I'd be. <laughs> so I didn't do a panel, but I did go and listen to a lot of the panels and I was in and out talking to people and taking photos and things like that. Mm-hmm. Our next tweet comes from at Pergo Master, and I believe he's talking about the challenge. He says, at Shattered Stone, level 25, in a way I failed, but at Nevik Jane's didn't go that far from now. So, so far he's the winner. <laughs> I am going to try more. it. Yeah, I'm going to try it. He I died. don't know if it still counts because I was late, but yeah. Oh, yeah, look at this. He count. sent us a screenshot <laughs> of his death, and it is written in French, of course. So, yeah, vous êtes mort. You are dead. Or you have died. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 25 is the number to beat. I don't think I'll get that far, but <laughs> I'll have fun trying. Yeah, you might. Um, Jen, you want to pick up the next few? Okay, so the next one's from our own at Nevik James, who tweets at Pergos Master at Shattered Stone, got to the butcher, got butchered, and had him almost to 25% and one charge that shouldn't have hit did me in. So that's what happened to Nevik with the challenge. Aww. Um, the next one is from, let's see if I can figure this out, at EY Edgar 0111. Yep. Okay, I got it. He tweets at the WM Workshop at Shattered Stone at Nineball Gamer. It's like Blizzard don't care about Diablo this year. Stream page. They did have a lot less this year, that's for sure. So if that's what he meant, you know, they didn't have a whole ton of things going on. Um, but there were still some cool things, as we've mentioned, as the show's gone on. The next one is from at. Worm Rimbo, is that correct? I'm trying. W R I M R I M B A U G. Rim Rimbog? 
maybe? Rim Rim Bog? Okay, well, I hope one of those is right. Um, <laughs> he tweets, at Shattered Stone, got all the keys for an infernal machine. Does it make a difference which one I make first? Which one would you recommend? What do you guys think? I haven't gotten there yet. Um, it doesn't make a difference which one you do first, but I would recommend um, doing, which I think is the easiest, if you can get it. Because I think when you make the portal, which has Gom and Rakanoff, I believe that's the easiest one. But I guess it kind of depends on your skill level. But I definitely would save the one with, with Sultan Cool and uh, I forget the other guy. The big beast. What's his name? Siegebreaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would save that one for last. But I'm not sure which one has Diablo in it this anymore. I forget. That's a hard one, too. It depends on which, which Infernal Machines you're making. Because I think there's two sets now. One for the amulet, one for the ring. So, all right. Well, some good advice. But yeah, those there. those are the easier ones. That's what I would go for. But all right. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Brasia? Nope. Okay. Moving I on. Agree. Um, <laughs> the next tweet is from the Brasia. Uh, had an awesome time chatting with the Death Maiden herself at CM Nevalistus at Shattered Stone at Diablo, and he has this lovely picture of him with Nevalistus, and they're both smiling and happy, and that's very cool. <laughs> Definitely a BlizzCon. Um, that was a good time. To- it's, it must have been. I got to talk to her at the launch uh, party, and that, she's great to talk to. She's really fun. We, I don't know how long we talked, but we had a good talk there. Moving on with the tweets. Well, we have before we do, I'm sorry. She yes? did say that they're going to do um, uh, more of the tavern talk, where she's talking with the developer. So they're, they're actually working on one right now. Oh, fun. That'll be cool yeah. to check out. Yay. I love that theory. <laughs> okay, so we have this photo of the two of you smiling. The next tweet comes from at shenanigans930, who responds to Brace's tweet by saying, but death maidens don't smile. Because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> she uses the death maiden thing. Yeah. And the Brazier responds back, they smile when reaping souls. <laughs> Very good <laughs> advice. <laughs> All right, to continue on, uh, the next one's also from the Brazia, who tweets at jcmonkeyd3, at nineballgamer, at Araxum at Shattered Stone at Nevik James and says, I was thinking about a wizard this time. <gasps> oh, wait. Is what he, that's that what it me? says. <laughs> that was Brain you. Is. What? I cringed. <laughs> forgot I had even tweeted that. I don't, yeah, I'm just wondering. Like, hmm. Well, you didn't say you were thinking about playing one. You know? <laughs> just but thinking about it. <laughs> just thinking about a wizard. I don't know. Um, so after that, uh, thinking JC why mentioned... anyone would play that. Well, <laughs> we don't know what you were thinking, but we know you were thinking about a wizard. Were you inebriated? Uh, no, no, not at the time. I don't time. think he drank anything at like World of Podcasts that I'm aware of. I know. Hey, I saw there was a drink in his hand. With that, 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 mine. Mine. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> that was mine. I was trying to steal hers. <laughs> yeah, that was my Long Island iced tea. I'm not sharing, but you know, for the photo, it was fun. Um, so JC Monkey responds to that. So at JC Monkey D3 responds to the thinking about a wizard. Says, yeah, the new set and the helm is what I want to try out. So maybe that's what you were thinking. Um, but you did respond. It did so look here's, what, cool. <laughs> here's what you said. Uh, Brazier responds, uh, just kidding. Going to stay with my witch doctor and call him Winter. Maybe a cold build. Would you uh, go with your one that's, that's summer right now? Saved, so. You just saved yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> he has redeemed himself. Notice and how he um, quickly responds. Yeah, <laughs> quickly, yes. And the next uh, tweet is from the Brasia, and it comes with a photo. And the tweet is, story time with Wyatt Chang right now at Diablo at Shattered Stone. And sure enough, there's a photo of Wyatt Chang having a lovely little story time with all these interested people. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So 
that's always good. And we've got one from at Nevik James who says, Latency got me, Sentry wasn't even showing on my screen, and I somehow got knocked back at Pergo's Master at Shattered Stone. So this could be uh, talking about the uh, challenge, possibly? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks you know? like. Aww. So there's a screenshot of that in there, too. And we'll put this in the show notes so people can check it out. And then at Shano has another tweet. He says, here's at Queen of Haiku with Covetous Shen at hashtag BlizzCon via Sirota, at Sirotatorin and at Flickr um, ping at Shattered Stone. Now, um, you can see there's a cosplayer dressed as Covetous Shen. I'm like, I need a photo. <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> I need a photo. Those devil horns fit you perfectly there. Oh, they were fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He yeah, wearing like the devil being horns. A devil. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and he, um, it was cool. You know, he was just walking through the lobby area, and I'm like, oh my god, it's covered in shen. I need a photo. And, and, um, you know, I asked, I always ask to take their photos, and I had, um, Sean takes the photos, and Sirotatorin was taking photos too. You can see his stuff on, uh, Flickr if you want to see a bunch of the cosplayers. He's got some so excellent stuff. How much did he stuff. charge you for that Marquise Ruby? Oh, I know. I mean, he pulls this <laughs> out of his bag, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm looking off to the side in this photo because I wasn't sure which camera to look at, you know? So, um, But it's still kind of neat. It came out a neat photo. I've never seen a Covetous Shen cosplayer before, so we'll stick that in the show notes too. Cool. You see. But he's got, like, the bag, and he's got, like, the jewel tools, you know? Uh, mm. and that he's wearing and all that. I mean it was great it was just so cool That's we've got awesome one last uh, it's an awesome costume and just to, to think somebody did, you know, somebody wanted to be covered as shine I thought that was cool you know I just thought it was really mm-hmm. neat we have one last tweet and uh, from our regular stuff here and that is from at Karova who says at Shattered Stone WOD is out I guess my seasonal witch doctor Zixon if I'm saying that right Z-I-Z-X-O-N will stay stuck at Paragon 78 and Rift level, level 12 for a while. So he's playing Warlords of Draenor over there in WoW, apparently. <laughs> okay, and that concludes our just random tweets. All right. Yeah, well, we'll move on right into it since we're making a long show. Right to the question of the show from last time. It says, what do you expect Josh and Kuda announced at BlizzCon 2014? And we can read these tweets and see if anybody got anything right. And the first one, I'll, I'll start with these. The first one comes with... At, from at Caragala Le Bleu, and he says season two and the deletion of the demon hunter sentries for an actual fun demon hunter, but not involving hiding. <laughs> well, part of it was right. Part of it was right. <laughs> we got the season two part correct. Yes. Uh, at Sad Romeo says maybe they will announce when season one ends and what plans they have for season two and when it begins. Maybe future content. Pretty close. Got season. Well, they did yeah. announce some plans for season two, so he got that part right. Grind EXP says season one, seasons one end, two begin, what to expect in season two, class updates, new items, new gems, a lot of content, patchy stuff. Pretty That's much right pretty on. Pretty much correct. Yeah. Uh, add Joe underscore my says Warcraft 4. Okay. <laughs> they didn't announce Warcraft 4. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> at Walkman 8 says no X pack update, but hence season two changes like monster mods to make it more difficult or the barbs being removed. Oh no! <laughs> I like the barbarian. I play a lot of time on a barbarian. <laughs> but he did get right about season two changes. That was correct. At Draven Dredson says void heroes move te- movie teaser. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's pretty much right on. <laughs> Those yeah. are the things that happened. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. At Burgomaster, next expansion, Pegasus level after cows and ponies, dual shield <laughs> wielding, crusader skill, my dreams got me crazy. <laughs> I love that. You know, I was talking to somebody, I can't remember his name, but we were in line for that, um, the uh, 
voice actor panel thing. And uh, we were just talking about the game, and he was, I think we were joking around about dual shield wielding crusaders, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, can you imagine? You know? It'd be, it'd be a smiter for sure. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would be fun, you know? At JC Monkey D3 says the same console BS they showed at Gamescom, they will yet again only be three things for Diablo 3 this year. Negative Nancy. There, there were three things. There was the two <laughs> panels and the voice actor panel, so mm-hmm. that's true. Jamie, eat a Snickers. That's like I don't always say. <laughs> at, at, at home down here, Devil A's, I want there to be a person to hear whatever it is. I'm sad I'm not going. Oh, he wants to be there. Yeah. Oh, maybe next year, man. He, I know he took year. off for it, got the virtual ticket, so. Okay, so at least he's got some of it, and he'll get like, the cool spirit. gear that goes with it, you know. Um, yeah, well, maybe next year. Ed Scanline says, What was newly announced last year? Just more details from the ROS Gamescom show. This year, I hope something unexpected. Well, nothing really was unexpected, but maybe next year. And we also have a question from the show, date prediction time. When will PTR... Oh, the next question of the next yeah, show. The next one. Uh, so the question for you to answer this time around. This is what the question was decided on at whatever point this was written in here. Yep. said, when will PTR 2.1.2 go live? When will season one end? And I think we all have a little bit of an idea, like we were talking about that a little bit before. But let's hear your guys' idea for the next show. Yeah, let us know. When do you think... I don't know if PTR 2.1.2 is live or not. I haven't checked. I I think it might be. Um, But definitely, you know, we don't know yet at the time of recording the show when Season 1 will end. So tell us that for sure. What do you think, guys? And I don't blame anybody, but we don't have any emails this time around. Probably because of our hiatus, BlizzCon, everyone being busy. But that's cool. We had plenty of tweets. So, and we've been really... The show is really lasting long, so that's kind of good. That'll probably make some people happy since we've been gone for so long. And just just to bring up a few links um, as we're kind of bringing down the show here. Uh, uh, I don't know a lot about these links, but I'm just going to read them off since never kind of usually gets this taken care of for us. But um, he's got a link for Diablo some page class popularity. I'm not really sure what that one is, but I'm guessing it has something to do with which classes are the most popular. Uh, season to non-season Paragon Calculator. He's got a, a link for that too in, in the show notes. That's supposed to be pretty cool because that'll tell you like what you've got in season, how it's going to relate once the season ends. So that's kind of a cool thing to check out. And we got one for Unnecessary Censorship Part 3. And you, you guys know what that one is? If I had to guess, it might have possibly something to do with the uh, changes made to the look of some monsters in China. That maybe they didn't or did not need to do, but this is this is a guess. I have not looked at that one. Um, next, we got our BlizzCon roundup. I'm sure that tells a little bit of just about what happened at BlizzCon this year. A little bit of a roundup about that. And then we have a mm-hmm. uh, first look at season two, and that's going to show us just what we know about season two so far and what's coming when that shows up. And we got the BlizzCon Legendary Workshop, which we all heard about that at BlizzCon. If not, you can check that out with the link. Just go to blizzard.com or BattleNet and check that out. Show us a little bit about how they design a legendary and, like I said, the gather, refine, uh, re- retract, I think it was. No, like that. not retract. It what was, was it? Uh, gather. Refine. Refine. Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. I've got it on the screen somewhere. We've yeah, got... I got it right here. Um, gather, uh, reflect. refine, reflecting. Yeah, yep. That's it. Reflect. Okay. So that's what it was. <laughs> okay, so we got that. We also have a link to Mike Moraheim's opening speech. And I, 
I saw that, and mm-hmm. I liked I liked the beginning how he talked about you know people kind of being you know stop being jerks to people. Let's make the right. game fun for everybody, and I I highly agreed with that, and I liked hearing that from him. So yeah, let, it was it needed everybody. to be said. You yeah. know, it needed to be said. Um, the link is to an article from Polygon talking about it. It's got um, a little snippet of just that part of the speech that he pretty much started BlizzCon with, you know, after uh-huh. like a general announcement, he kind of started there. Um, he said he wanted to take time to talk about something serious. Some of you guys have probably seen this um, in the uh, virtual thing, but if you haven't, he said, over the past couple of months, there's been a small group of people who have been doing really awful things. They've been making some people's lives miserable, and they are tarnishing our reputation as gamers. It's not right. And then he continued on to say um, how BlizzCon can be a great example of how positive and uplifting gaming and its community can be. He said, let's carry the good vibes from this weekend out into the world all year round. There is another person on the other end of the chat screen. There are friends, our brothers and sisters, our sons and daughters. Let's take a stand to reject hate and harassment. Let's redouble our efforts to be kind and respectful for one another and let's remind the world what the game community is really about. And I'm really glad he said that you know yeah me too i thought that was that was a good thing to be said and good to be said yeah yeah and before we close out the show does anybody have any closing thoughts or anything to add bridget jen i'm just happy we're recording <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> i know i'm kind of making the ending kind of quick here but it's getting pretty late and uh, it's a long show so far so <laughs> i'm just right. gonna go ahead and close it out good with that Yep. I am. Okay. Well, you have been listening to episode 70 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Mix, missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with our listeners? Just click the community forums button on the top of the site. Want to join us in game? Join our community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives upon the... Miss missives? Missives. Yeah. Missives, missives upon it just the community. <laughs> yeah. Post some short posts. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't done this before. Feel free That's to short okay. short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in game. Uh, this show is powered by you as a listener. Send your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Soulstone. I am at Lantonio, Jen is at Queen of IQ, Brasia is at the underscore Brasia, and our famed host is at Nevik James. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawn Forge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show, so thank you very much, Medros. And you can find more shows from the Dawn Forge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, for all of us here at Shadow Stolestone, keep on doing something. <laughs> Keep on, keep on, keep it on. And there we're going to, go. yeah. I'm, I I have no talent. <laughs> keep, keep, keep on playing Witch Doctors and shaking it. Shake, shake, rattle, and roll. There right, shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> shake, rattle, and roll with the bros. <laughs> Bro doctors. I love those. I've done this one in a long time. Fresh meat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you.
Howdy folks, it's Nevik here, and BlizzCon, at, at least in terms of if you're a Diablo fan, is for all intents and purposes over. I mean, there wasn't too much, and hey, the uh, evolution of Reaper of Souls had a lot of retro retrospective stuff, so we didn't get tons and tons of news, but we did get some cool new stuff. But I'm not alone, I'm joined by Ninepad, Cyberwolf, Hometown Hero, JC Monkey, and Canadian. Cadian? Segus. Zach. Why does he go... Whatever. I won't, <laughs> I, won't, I won't question that. So, the biggest piece of news that we got was, uh, hey, there's still... We, we still don't know when Season one's going to end, but we do know that it will be... Um, at least when they announce it, it will be at least 30 days from the announcement. So we have at least another month of Season 1 to go. And they did announce Season 2, and it's going to have... Uh, boots and legs transmog items and then uh, in season three you'll complete the first i guess complete transmog seasonal set so that's exciting plus new legendaries and goblins new goblins that's exciting and they tease some stuff that's going to be coming later than 2.1.2 so that's also kind of exciting as well so what what was the one thing that has you super excited uh nine pad you always start with me. Well, I'm looking forward to the gem goblin very much. <laughs> and uh, any particular reason why? Are, are you running low on gems? I am running low on gems because I've been leveling more classes, and I'm trying to put all res gems in all of them, and I am completely out. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. You could be an um, intelligence user and really be strapped for topazes. Oh, I have a ton of topazes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there's three new goblins. There's a there's a diamond shimmery one. He will drop gems. I'm trying to. Uh, he's called the gem hoarder. There's also a green one called the odious collector, and he'll drop uh, what is it? Um, crafting mats. And then there's the blood thief, who's red and purple, and he drops blood shards because evidently he loves to steal from Kadala. So she has a, she has a seeking him out. But uh, there's also going to be new mini map icons for these for these uh, goblins. That's pretty cool. That way you won't question which one it is. All you have to do is look at your mini map and you'll be like, oh cool, it's a, you know, it's it's the gem guy, or it's the materials guy. So that's exciting. Um, and in addition to, since we're on the topic of gems, there will be two new legendary gems coming. There's the esoteric alteration and the molten wildebeest gizzard which is say that 10 times fast that's a pretty interesting uh, name I love it though um, <laughs> uh, the the amounts on these gems are still subject to change We um, it was teased numerous times that there will be a PTR and they didn't give any kind of dates on that like when the PTR will go up all that we know is that it will be soon <laughs> and uh, so these gems I, I believe they are coming in 2.1.2, right? They're, yes. yes, they are. Yeah. And there's going to be a couple new legendaries. Um, they're improving some legendaries that still don't have affixes. And we're going to have new set items, which, honestly, they, they look pretty amazing. The, uh, the wizard one, it, it has me going, hmm, maybe I will go back to wizard. But, um, but then... I know that Jesse, you're you're super excited about the Whirlwind Barb set. Yeah, that was the most uh, exciting thing to me is just the new sets, uh, giving you new builds, in-game builds. That'll be fun. And I mean, the Barb's 
at least in my opinion, that's like his go-to move, right? Whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it's not viable in, in uh, the high levels at this point. Yeah. And, um, what, what, what else was teased? Uh, in, at least in terms of 2.1.2, they're, um, they, uh, they're, they're going to redo the hub for act one, Tr- new Tristram. You're going to, you're going to have the, uh, Shen is going to move as well as, um, what, what's her name? Is it, um, I, I always forget what her name is. The Enchantress. The mystic. Uh, Miriam, right? That's her name? Yep, that's correct. It's... <laughs> so... <laughs> so... There's that... an inside joke to the Miriam name, but we're yeah. not going to go there. So, yeah, the, you will no longer have to run all the way across New Tristram to get to those. Um, so that's that's cool. I'm I'm excited about that. Um, we're also going to see changes to adventure mode in terms of uh, at least when you get what was it? They were talking about the was it the not yeah the fields of misery. They're um, they they found a way to randomize that tile set because when you get it in a rift currently, it is always the same tile set. You always know where the entrance is, and you always know where the exit is, if there is one. I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but I like knowing where everything is. To me, it's like a safety thing. I know where everything is. I know how to run it. You know, I don't mind those. I actually like the tile sets where I know where everything's going to be. Let's just call this what it is. It's an aesthetically pleasing map change. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, if you want to be cynical about it, I suppose you could look at it that way. I will. Someone has to be, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I I don't know. Did they mention? I I didn't quite catch it. If the Rat King, the new Rift the great, uh, Rift Guardian, is he going to be in two point one point two? I think he's going to be in the future patches because uh, they tease that the new monsters in the ruins of Sheshiron will be in two point whatever whatever they. It'll probably be two point two. The post season two PTR patch. Yeah. So, they, oh, I thought they said he was going to be in the uh, in the PTR, but he no. might could be mistaken. He, he might be because he's play. Uh, well, he's on the show floor right now, but so is the ruins of Sheshiron. So, who who knows yeah. if if that's actually if he's going to be a two point two or two point one point three kind of thing. Um, I, I guess we can probably assume going forward that uh, we will have at least these small patches before every new season because they'll have to patch in the new legendaries. So and if there, that works for me. Yeah, if there's a if if we end up getting a season three before two point two, then we would see a patch two point one point three, I suppose. Maybe if two point one point four. It well, that'll on. be BlizzCon then, because you think about it, we're probably not going to get to 2.0 season PTR until January. That's going to be for like two to three weeks. So I don't think, know about that. So think February season two to start, and we had almost six months of season one, so put season two on six months. Then potentially we could see the PTR for the future patch come somewhere towards uh, May or June-ish. And then if we get season three, it'll season three will lead us into BlizzCon? That's that that I suppose that could happen. I don't know if six months per season is uh, the ideal length. Uh, I mean, obviously, they didn't come out on record. That was one thing that I was pretty sure that they would come out and say that season one is going to end on such and such date, and we will see season two. You know, uh, to I'm be looking. determined. You know, instead yeah. we we got season two teased and <laughs> and nothing about the end of season one. 
Nothing. That's because I wasn't able to go to BlizzCon and ask all these questions. I'm the ass. I should be at BlizzCon to answer all, <laughs> ask all these questions. There needs to be someone like me there to ask them all this. Speaking of which, I'm. I was actually kind of irritated with some of the Q and A, but I mean that's that's always that's par for the course with all of BlizzCon Q and As. You, you get the questions that have already been at, you know answered. Uh, one, one person asked for Uber Diablo, and it was like. Um, I know, right? We already have it. That's <laughs> it a waste like, of question. It's like Uber Diablo's already in the game, and unfortunately Kevin Martins f- had forgotten that Uber Diablo was already in the game. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, it's, it sounds like a cool idea. You know, we don't have anything concrete, but, uh, you know... Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you the problem was the, the person who asked the question didn't phrase it right. Yes, we have Uber Diablo. What the question person who asked the question wants is the Uber Diablo from D2 who comes out into the world at right. random. Yeah. That's what he was asking about. Ah... Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. I, all I all I thought was, well, Uber Diablo is already in the game. <laughs> so, well, the the problem with these maps is they're too small for someone like Uber Diablo. Well, I mean, they can always aesthetically improve them, right? Hey, I like the new random maps. I I get tired of the same old layout. I okay, like okay. looking for the exit. Okay, here's here's this. If they can do the randomizations to make it look like rifts, like the different colors and all that stuff, I'm for that. That is cool. But you don't necessarily have to redo the whole maps. Like, okay, doing this map changes, it's six months of wasted work just to change the input and output to a different zone. You know what I'm saying? Because that's artwork. That's six months minimum. So we're losing time on some other stuff that we could have had just for aesthetically pleasing crap. You know? I don't think we have to look at it that way. Uh, they're, They're just... They're making some of these uh, static maps that are holdovers from chocolate, you know, more dynamic and more variable, um, which is what they're they're, they're hoping for with these rifts. Um, Speaking of which, I guess we should talk about this really briefly. Um, They're not going to get rid of pylons in greater rifts. Instead, what they're going to do is they're going to try to bring the other pylons up to the same par as the conduit. Uh, one example they gave was the you know speed pylon. Now instead of making it only last 30 seconds, they'll make it last a, a full minute. And in addition to that, you can run through enemies unimpeded and you'll knock them up. Um, I run don't... through waller too. Yeah. yeah. Run... So that that gives that gives speed um, the speed pylon definitely a lot more usability because right now it just feels kind of wasted because most of the time. You're still clearing monsters, and then by the time that you finish clearing them, you're like, oh, I have two seconds left on my speed pylon. That's great. That's useful. So Okay, so let me put this in layman's terms. If you have a problem of pigeons eating your, your vegetable garden or whatever, but you don't get rid of the pigeons, well, we're going to add some other things along with the pigeons. So you're not getting rid of the pigeons. You're not getting rid of the problem. You're you're, you're adding more pro- problems. You know what I'm how, how is the conduit trying a problem? I think okay, they're awesome. There's a there's an awesome um, forum post on the forums where they discuss this in detail about how by not removing the conduit you still had the same problem as you did before. You're still gonna keep going in if you don't got a if you don't got a conduit trying. You're gonna go back out and keep redoing it. You know what I'm saying? The problem is still there. It, it, I don't know. It, they they did a whole discussion on this. I, I, I tend, I'm, my leanings are toward the direction Blizzard is going. I think that if they provide viable alternatives to the, to the conduit pylon, 
that I think that people won't be so focused on farming just for it. Because the shield, the shield pylon, they did state that when the when the shield expires, it explodes. Well, plus it's going to do uh, reflex damage, which is also yeah. pretty cool. The whole time, so. So I mean, it's it's not going to be weak sauce. It's going to be pretty viable. Now the it's question viable, is whether they get the whether they get the numbers adjusted right to make it truly compete with with conduit pylon. Well, I mean, if it does enough reflex damage, it could be better than a conduit pylon. Yeah, True. but you, you still have giving to... you that bonus protection. But you still have to think like a high-level G-Riff player and say, okay, if I can still do the same thing I was and still obtain high-level G-Riffs, who cares about all the other stuff? And they're going to continue to do the same. No matter what, if it's viable or not, they're going to keep doing the same. But there's one other aspect you're also kind of overlooking. They did mention they want to make sure that every rift has between two and four pylons. Yeah, so that that will help if, with the RNG of um, trying to fish for a conduit pylon. So that it it doesn't exactly address the issue head on, but it is. Well, I, I hate to say it, but it, it's kind of like a band aid fix. But I, they're they're pretty dead set on keeping pylons in there because it does change up the gameplay. Because if they took the pylons out completely, that might actually limit the I guess the playstyles that that would be viable in there. I mean, it, that doesn't really hold a whole lot of credence because the you know the conduit pylons useful for pretty much anybody. But uh, it's you know, it is what it is, and I hate that phrase. I love conduit pylons. This is this is one instance of their new let's buff everything and not nerf everything philosophy that might bite them in the butt because it doesn't have any effect because the same problem is still going to carry into the new set. And speaking of buffing everything, let's talk about ancient legendary items. Yeah, they looked awesome. I'm all in favor of them. So they're only for higher torment levels, aren't they? No, they're torment torment one or higher. Right. The um, it, this is this is one of those situations where the rich get richer because if you're already capable of clearing torment six and farming, you're going to have a much higher chance of these dropping, which I guess in some ways incentivizes those players who you know have reached that upper threshold, and and this you know applies to m- many of our community where uh, well maybe not many but you know uh, at least all of us here on the call are pretty well progressed into the torment levels i my monk is easily farming torment five again um after i rebuilt him (laughs) and uh it's the drop rate for the drop chance of a legendary to actually drop as an ancient legendary is um higher the deeper into the torment levels you go and and it starts at five percent i think i think kevin was it kevin or somebody said 1.5% 1.5% torment one. Oh, that's yeah. So you really don't have much of a chance at all to get one. Yeah, and it scales up to 10%. So, um, I, well, you know, numbers to to be determined because it's still still not even on the PTR. So adjustments will be made because Blizzard is known for their many iterations on tuning. So uh, we, uh, we we will see. But I think those the, numbers sound pretty fair, actually. Yeah, it should the, be something very hard to attain. Yeah, and it, it keeps you know it keeps that carrot dangled in front of your face if you're you know if you're 
at that upper threshold and you're like, well, you know, I could keep pushing my legendary gems up higher, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't really want to do greater rift pushing anymore. You know, I, I'm kind of over it. And then, you, th- then you're like, well, I guess I'll just go play something else. Like maybe Heroes of the Storm or maybe the yeah, Overwatch but, beta. But. but you got to understand something. We're dealing with randomness here. And with randomness here, you have a standard distribution. If I can talk, standard distribution of drop rates and everything, and 50% of the people are going to see that carrot of the stick as a rage carrot because they're never going to see those ancients because they never see regular legendary set pieces. So, so this is just going to be something else that they can't get. You know what I'm saying? Because there was that one beginning of the Reaper of Souls where I wasn't getting nothing. You know, and I, I was raging because I wasn't getting no drops. I was that person, but I had a little, I had a little bit better drops when I went into season one. But you know, a lot of people didn't. There are still a lot of people who are who are in the fifty percent percentile who are still going to be raging because they're not going to be able to get those items. This is true, and that's one that's one danger that uh, these ancient legendaries are going to introduce. Um, the other part, and um, is the player power creep um we've already seen this with uh, the legendary gems they've drastically increased your player power i mean i i started clearing torment 5 um before my non-seasonal characters were capable of doing doing that and that was within weeks of season one opening and i was like wow this you know player creep is real and uh these uh ancient legendaries they will automatically Right off the bat, they will drop with stats that what the bottom threshold for uh, the uh, you know your main your most common stats you know dexterity, intelligence, vitality uh, will start at the top end, the best roll that you can get on a regular legendary, and it will scale up from there approximately thirty percent better. So th- essentially, what this is adra- meant to do is. Um, you get an ancient legendary, you already have that legendary, and just by sheer token that it's an ancient legendary, it's, it should be an automatic upgrade. Now, that may not necessarily be the case, because crit chance, crit hit damage, and a few other stats are being left alone, like especially the uh, legendary affixes, those are not getting you know 30% increased effect as well. It, here's, the th- here's the thing though, Nevik, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that, that picture was deceiving. Because if you look at the DPS of the first mech, I know not bad. We got into an argument last night. I'm just going to bring it up, and I'm going to see what Never has to say. That the DPS on that first Maximus was 3100. The DPS on the ancient Maximus was 40 100 something. If you actually had a Maximus that was at almost near max, which would be like 3900, you wouldn't have 33 percent. It would actually be more like 15 to 30, or 10 to 15 percent, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that. Those numbers were deceiving, and I think they did that on purpose. But also, the numbers on the one that they were showing that was the Ancient Legendary weren't max either. Right, which I said is deceiving. So we're not going to really know what the full max of the Ancient one is until we get in there. But don't get too excited and get hyped when they potentially could not be that much of a big difference. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't care if it's only 10%. That's still a pretty still, – still nice – well, the uh, Maximus does have a pretty close to a max roll on the fire damage on this. Uh, I, I pulled up the screenshot. Um, the one thing is it doesn't have, ne- well, neither of these have um, increased da- um, damage or attack speed on, on either one. So uh, 4,000 DPS over, uh, yeah, th- well, this Maximus, 
that they are comparing to much lower, actually pretty darn low on the damage roll for the. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's a really bad choice. Slightly, like, yeah. It's, I I I can I can see, yeah. And I, I guess they went with a screenshot because um, you see plus thirty three point six percent damage. That's also because there's more exactly. strength. More strength on there. I, I guess it's you know it's slightly deceiving, but just to inflate the number to get people hyped. That's all. It's it is. yeah, it's still you know. But still, like nine, like nine pet said, it is going to be significant. I mean, because people are minimaxing one percent crit damage at freaking like torment six already. So to get ten to fifteen percent more, that's still significant. So yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty much all that they shared. I mean, there were a few other things they showed off. Um, some of the upcoming monsters that will be coming in a uh, future patch, like uh, the maggots. Oh my goodness, those are going to be oh, those are going to be hardcore character killers right there if you're not careful, because they're um, they're they're like uh, they're like the fallen maniacs, except they might be a little more deadly because they actually freeze you. Well, we'll have to see what they get mixed in with. So that that should be fun, but um yeah that's pretty much all that they showed. It it was not obviously was not a very Diablo focused um, BlizzCon this year. Um, there was no there weren't too many winks uh, as to will there be another expansion. Um, I mean I imagine we might hear about a new expansion sometime next year. Um, I guess stay tuned for Gamescom in in August. <laughs> And that's I guess that's probably where they'll announce it, just like they did with Reaper Souls. So, yay! But uh, one quick thing: if you're not playing a season character, if you're if you're staying on season, and you have a Robin Lodney skiff, hold on to it because you're going to want to wait to use that on an ancient legendary weapon. So there you go. That's okay. That's... Did they did they clarify if ancients are going to drop? Non-season first, or is it? Or is it going to be one of those things where the non, the ancients get pushed into? The, the... I'm pretty sure ancient legendaries will be um, global in terms of the game. They will not be season only. They 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 didn't specify, but they also, if they had specified, it would have been on that slide about um, the what's new in um, season two slide that they put up. Which just shows new legendaries and new transmog. Yeah, so. I sent uh, Ed Diablo on Twitter a message about uh, those uh, goblins, the new ones. Whether or not if we get a goblin riff, we got a chance to get mix and match of the new goblins, or all of one, or all and none. So I haven't gotten on back on that yet. So they're probably still drunk. So. <laughs> well, there you go. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ninepad, Cyberwolf, Hometown Hero. And JC Monkey for joining me. This has been our post BlizzCon roundup. This has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2014. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.